I'm not plugged in. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Scared the crap out of Danielle. <laughs> Sorry, Danielle. I really did. All right. Not that bad. Um, contacts. Scott, did I hear Bob? He's very low. Bob. Bob is very low. Bob's very low, and Sue's very loud. Lane, as I'm saying, I'm having massive, massive technical difficulties. I will be here as soon as I can. Oh, okay. Oh, my God, it's like Jen's here with us. I hear typing. That's me. I know. I'm sending things to Scott. I got home in time. I know, but you can't pull it out because then... I can't, hon, I can't. It's then like we're not going to be able to so do it because I know, but then all it's going to be on the thingy and then it's never on the recording. We either got to do it or we can't podcast. But you, you have to have both in or we can't. Well, it's because all it does is it picks up that. Well, not if I, like, hold on to it. Yes, it does. Okay. It, it did okay the last time she held on to it. Or does it, like, if Herbie's scratching at the door in the back room, you can hear that? This thing picks up yeah, everything? we do that. You know, you kill me, right? You say it picks up every little sound, and then the one time I wanted to podcast, like, in a different, I wanted to sit here, and you were here, you're like, well, I don't know if the microphone will hear you. I'm like, it can pick up, like, ants crawling on the ground. Well, it will pick up ants crawling on the ground, but it may not pick up your voices loud, but you can't hear it. Remember that night you were doing yeah. dishes, and you're like, oh, I won't hear this, and all you hear is banging pots yeah. in the background. You're like, oh, it's never going to pick this up. Win. I'm a podcasting expert. <laughs> can't win with you. You just can't. I can't, Sue. I just can't. Going back to attempt to fix this problem. But you sound better, though. Your your volume is better. Okay, good. Then I still need to find headphones, so okay. that'll probably take me two minutes. So okay. you guys want to go ahead and start the show? With, well, don't start the show without me, because you guys obviously can't do that because of my amazing introduction. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm full yeah. of myself. Okay, I'll be back in my two. Well, I don't know, right? There was doubt as to whether you could hear me if I was sitting in a it's different clearly. spot on the They table. could hear you uh, hiding in there. Sammy was playing with the mouse on the yeah. cat. Cat thingy. Wait, the mouse? The um, the mouse that dangles off the cat bed. She was playing with. Oh, it. thank God! I thought we. Had I don't mice. really know what that noise was, though. I don't know. <laughs> no, we were just joking. Danielle and I are big fans of all eighty sitcoms. It appears like I've taped them all. I don't know if I would say all, all right. Well, mo- like I tend to like eighty stuff more than new stuff. And right now, our my new thing is Roseanne. Because it is because I'm watching so much Chuck Lorre because Roseanne was yeah. Chuck Lorre had involvement. He wasn't the creator, but he he had involvement. So I'm like, oh, let's just watch that. So I'm aware of the fact that they replace one of the actresses as the show goes on. They replace one of the daughters, and then they came back for like quote unquote the final season. So the original daughter said, well, I can do it. I'm I'm done with college for the semester. I can do that season. So they brought her back. But then they got renewed again. So the daughter's like, I can't do it. You told me it was just one year. So then they brought the second daughter back again. So like they kept alternating who's playing this character throughout the show. And I feel we can do that with Jen. Uh, I feel on weeks when Jen has... So would we actually yeah. go live? Because I wrote that... We're oh, we're already live now. We've we're, been live. This is the... We, live? Okay. we are... We are I didn't want to post that if you hadn't hit the button. We, we, I've hit the button. So I'm feeling as though on weeks when Jen has a medical issue, and this week Jen's in surgery prep, so Jen is, is on drugs at the moment, which usually is... The time to podcast, but apparently yeah, this I was week. Say what the hell happened? That, that's it like prime Wayne imposter. I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this because I never usually mix like you know church and state. I keep work Ryan and home Ryan and, and podcast Ryan. I try and keep the, the Ryan separate. It's like George Costanza. You know what I mean? And I'm at work today, and my boss is telling the story about how she was at Niagara Falls with her husband, and she was going up in this like elevator thing or whatever, and there was like a wind tunnel or something, and there was all these Japanese guys on the elevator. 
elevator, you know, going up with them. And all of a sudden, like her husband went to pull something out of his pocket and all of their money for the trip, like all like hundred dollar bills came flying out. And it was spinning in the top of this wind tunnel at the top of the elevator because of something to do with Niagara Falls. And now the little Japanese men were jumping up and down trying to get the money. And it was this really funny story, the way she was telling it. I'm like, I have to tell you a story because now we're t- then we were talking about someone else whose car almost fell off a mountain or something. I'm like, I gotta tell you a story about a woman named Jen. And I told the bear story. <laughs> it worked. Everyone's looking at me like enraptured, like, oh my god, this person exists? I'm like, she does. It usually happens about once a week. So I was, today was the we first show about it. We do, but we I didn't tell that. About it. I know. I told the tree and chainsaw story this week. I was actually, um, we had a little pop meetup last week, and I was desperate to find the, the tree and chainsaw episode, so I'm texting Scarlett at like 11 o'clock at night. What episode was that? I'm in the car! I found the original files the chat for that, that, that If you ever need her to look up episode numbers, just... Uh, she is great to have in your... Type her name in the chat, and she'll come back and do that. She's doing something else at the moment. She's uh, writing, I guess, but she'll come if we need her to look stuff up. But yeah, I was texting her, too, and the unfortunate thing about when I text her is I forget she's like an hour ahead of me or behind me or whatever, so I always wake her up to look up random episodes. This guy's at. You're mean. I, I'm, I'm very mean. So, uh, you know what? Besides being mean, you know what we also should be doing right Starting now. the podcast. Oh, starting this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. Oh, wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, can't. I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and right, morning okay. dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob just I'm there? so sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> Hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry, that was season two, A Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was so darn but it was Jen, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I was expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I, I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. This would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Yeah. Think good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. 
Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray says, nope, sorry, Bob. Yeah, Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fracking cold here. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, He's slowing oh, down! We have everyone watching it at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file! This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality! It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People had no interest in being my friend. Really? I need my you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby had one time. The McGorgasm? <laughs> That's hilarious. It's harder to say than my That's so wicked funny. It's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. O-M-E, Bob is a poop man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Wake up and smell the teen angst coming from the, the Demon Hunters, Poopwanians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and joining me is the usual crowd, starting with my best friend, Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing this week? I'm honored, Bob, and I have to tell you, when you said the whole thing about angst, Danielle's tea, I was almost wearing it, because she almost shot it across the room. Teen angst, especially when it comes from angels. I mean, sorry, demon hunters. I mean, hmm. sorry, let's rip off everything from Judeo-Christian, biblical, whatever. Demon Hunters. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. I already got started with my review of City of Bones. But speaking of City of Bones, we have Danielle with us. Danielle, how are you doing? Doing good, Bob. Fun fact, um, I flipped off Ryan during the intro. You did. Well, I was telling her. So, I, 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 I thought I would share I was everybody. alarmed. I thought she was going to scald like her windpipe, so I'm like, sweetie, swallow, and she flips me off. I thought you were telling me that I was making too much noise with my teacup. No! Why are you lying so, you yourself, you so jackass? Flipped, so I flipped you the bird. All right. <laughs> so oh, much Try to be kind. I know. I know. So loving. And speaking of loving, we think of Canadians. And speaking of our favorite Canadian, mm-hmm. we also have Scott. Scott, how's it going today? Things are going well, Bob. Sweet. Oh, did that package ever reach you, by the way, Scott? Yes, I have now watched both of your favorite Christmas movies. That'd be a little weird. Christmas Story and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, you sent him Christmas Story? I did. I love that movie. I love it. That one was good. I love it. I kind of enjoyed that one. It was still a little weird. You know, like... I'm not a fan of Christmas Story. Oh, I love it. It's like one of my favorites. I love the father. I love the father. Yeah, he's so funny. I think, it, I think as a kid, it always bothered me. He shot himself in the eye with the BB gun. Oh, my God. I shot my eye. Oh, my God. I shot my eye. Well, yeah, I just, that bothered me, so I like, just never wanted to watch it as a kid. I, was like, I think it's hysterical. So. I don't know. I think yeah. it's hysterical. I'm sorry. At least he's a guy with yeah, glasses, it, so it worked out well for him. But, yeah. 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 I wonder how the dogs got in the house at the end. I'm very concerned about that. Because the father's well, sitting in the chair. speaking of the introductions, because... Yeah. Oh, crap, Sue! We finally have Sue, our lovely producer, Sue. How are you, Sue? I'm good. I had a wonderful day yesterday at a Buffoinian meetup. Oh, and I worked a double shift today, so I'm tired, but I've got a mic, so I'm happy. There you go. Do you have a microphone or a mic? No, I think a mic's hard lemonade. 
hard lemonade. Oh, actually, I just have a question. We're discussing so alcohol for this review. Are we just? Are we just? And, and I have to tell you for the book. I have to tell you when Jen wasn't here. Jen was concerned because remember that time Jen picked the movie and it was the movie about death and the end of the world mm-hmm. and children drinking alcohol and, the, and wonderful things. Well, this time we decided we were going to have it be a little more balanced. So I told Jen because she couldn't be here because she's on drugs. I told Jen, don't worry, it's a very balanced group. Bob is the supporter. <laughs> so I just have to clarify that. Now, just and I am. I, well, I, I, I'm kidding and joking. Now. He, he when we get to the actual review, I probably will be the most positive voice for the book. Now, I just have to say we are discussing Cassandra Clare's City of Bones this evening. I'm just grabbing alcohol. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. I'm not kidding. Are we, wow. Because that no. would be amazing. I only have tea. Like we should be I have water and pizza, but you know it's not an alcoholic it's beverage. Not good. Mm. I haven't had for dinner yet, Scott. I think you have. Decide what I'm having. I had a my cat would have loved that. I was to say, is the tell, cat tell doing Ryan. laundry? Is that right? That's Ryan, like very quietly opening up a. Uh, Magnus is he, is he, cider. Is he actually getting alcohol? Yeah, he is. We he. There's a sound effect. We I have do. Uh, we have Magnus pear cider. Nice. Oh, have you guys tried um the Ink orchard apple cider? Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah, so good. I love it. I'm yep. gonna have some right now. Yeah, yeah. I like angry the green apple one, okay. but it's not cold. Yeah, I like the angry orchard. It's really good. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, need to be cold. Oh yes, it does need to be cold. <laughs> I'm just it's cold enough here that things that are stored outside stay very cold, so I didn't have to worry about anything like that. Yeah, this is true. It's even like a really murky, like disgusting day. Like if if you had like a bad stomach all day long, that's kind of like what the weather. Aww. It's just, Aww. It's not like it's cold at forty some odd degrees, fifty yeah. degrees, but you know. Like when you want to go out for a walk and you're not like you kind of like can't get comfortable in that weather. Well, I mean, like because so, like usually like when I go for like a walk around the lake and I, I listen to an episode of Point of View Weekly or whatever I'm listening to, it just like I like kind of casually doing it. And it there's just something not very casual about like cold wind hitting you in the face. It's just like yes, Jen's really funny this week, but you just can't bring yourself to laugh. Right. Speaking of cold wind hitting you in the face, I just want to do a little um, advertisement right now. We had a Puffwa meetup. At my house last week, and we invited we invited one Southerner and two Californians to New England in January. Well, they asked to come. In they January. did. They did to 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 the Fisher Bed and Breakfast, as we are now calling it on Yelp. We have two star reviews because what happened was wow, that's pretty crappy. Right? They, well, here's the thing: they flew in. Just as the, they were canceling all schools in the Boston area because it was literally so cold outside, they were afraid the children would freeze to death at the bus stops. At that same time, the pipes froze in my house. So now, the, yeah. You had a very Pufuanian meetup. Very Pufuanian yeah. meetup. So at the bed and breakfast, they were used to the fact that there was number one, no heat. And number only two, for a couple days. Only for like four days. And there were people walking over their heads as they were trying to sleep with hair dryers on 24-7. So other than that, if anyone's looking for a little, you know, vacation getaway, bring your own blanket. You're all welcome. I think I'll wait until June. Mm. Are you going in June? Maybe. June or July. Bobo, get a flight. Whenever they they say it's okay. Come on, I'm still holding out for our meetup in 2016. Yes, leaky. Bring your own blanket. Yeah. You won't need one. You won't need a blanket in the summertime. No, that's true. California. That's true. No. That's true. You can if you want, but you'll, you might you'll melt. 
All the cats are congregating over here, and it scares me. I just have to say, Danielle and I read this book on our Kindles, or our Kindle apps. Yeah. So we we were able to highlight and take notes as we went. I think I have 126... WTF moments. Huh. So, okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a transition because this is what I want to talk about for my around-the-table topic. Okay. I have officially become absolutely batshit crazy obsessed with Star Trek. Whoa! This is so exciting! (laughs) I, I mean, like, I'm averaging at least three episodes of TNG a day. Um... How many? Three. Three. Well, that's pretty impressive. Where are you yeah. in the next generation now? Because I know you've seen bits and pieces I am, before. I, but did, I just finished episode, episode uh, the first episode of season two. So I'm now into season two. That's the child, right? Is that the first episode? Oh, wait, no, I'm halfway through that episode. I haven't finished it. I fell, I, I fell asleep. Because what I've been doing as I go to sleep, I yep. have my Wii U. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally watching TNG as I fall asleep. Yeah, that's the first episode with Dr. Pulaski. Yeah, that right? like whatever happened, what's her face? Uh, Don't worry, fear not. Fear not. She comes back. I've I've seen enough. Of- I'm actually a big fan of yeah. Dr. Pulaski. Well, and the thing Dr. is, like, he gets a bad rap. Beverly Be- Bev. Bev. Let's call her Bev. I like to call her Bev. Bev. She's one of my favorite characters. Um, I love her. I love her. So I was very anti Pulaski when it first started, but then she grew on me. Pulaski's supposed to be a female McCoy. Yeah, no, but she grew on me for sure. Yeah, she's supposed to be do- she's supposed to be Doctor McCoy. I think she gets a really bad rap. The thing with season two, um, just a behind the scenes thing. Remember the writer strike we had a few years ago? Oh my god! Oh my god! I just thought of an episode that I can't wait till Bob gets. <laughs> the writer strike prior to that was um, in was during the second season. So there was supposed to be this entire arc with the Romulans that ends off from season one that they were going to write, but they had no scripts. But back in the 70s, they were planning to bring the original Star Trek back, and they wrote a bunch of scripts, and then they decided to do the motion picture instead, because that would be a great movie. And what they had to do was they hauled out all of those scripts and converted them to Next Generation scripts, because they had nothing available to film. <laughs> so that's... That, that's why that, that the Doctor character is basically... Right. That's exactly it. Well, no, I'm sorry, but the, like, like Troy and um, and, and uh, Troy and Riker in that episode were two characters from Kirk's Enterprise. They just had to change the names and to make the script work. So there's a few weak episodes in the beginning of season two. That's because they were written like 20 years before. Fun fact. Yeah, but uh, no, definitely, I had to laugh because there's like two or three instances where the dialogue like repeated itself a couple times, and I was like, oh my god, Cassandra Clare wrote this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had to. I just laughed because I was like, you know, how Ryan just like takes the crap out of Cassandra Clare for like repeating stuff. I'm like, and it was, but, the, but it's right here, and it's like one of his favorite fandoms of all time. But it's, it's not the okay. Here, but but yes. you know, here's we, the we thing. Need to get into the review. All right, we won't. We won't get into the review right. yet. Yeah. But all I have to say, Bob, is keep your eye out because I don't remember what season it is, but I think it's a later season mm-hmm. for an episode that involves Beverly. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tell you the name. And a ghost. Sub Rosa, <laughs> season so, seven. Oh my god! You will be so 
uncomfortable watching it. It's who hysterical. plays? Who plays the ghost? It's, oh, I forget. But it's gonna. It's, he plays something. Else, I remember watching I it, and then I'm like, is is what happening? Is this what? Well, what well, I think is well, happening. I t- well, I said it was to Bob, so bad. Just when when the last season, of, when they did six seasons of the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine already started. All the focus was on Deep Space Nine. All the writers, everyone's excited. Who knew Star Trek? And they they decided we'll do one more Next Generation season. They had no ideas left. Yeah. <laughs> they had Clear, nothing. Clearly. They had nothing. And, like, the, the episodes were horrible, and Patrick Stewart gets beat up by a girl, like, six times. It's it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible season, except for, like, two episodes. But this one was literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. Skip episodes. No, you have oh, to no, watch you it with popcorn. It. You, you have to watch it because it's just... But <laughs> compare it to what they do on Deep Space Nine that same season, and it's it's, like, it's so bad it's good. Yeah, it's something you got to watch. How many is Deep Space Nine? Seven. seven. They all do seven, oh. except for Enterprise. Yeah, but Deep Space Nine is fantastic. Deep Space Nine is is yeah. is the only serialized track, except for Enterprise. Enterprise gets into it a little bit, but that the writing was kind of on the wall by the time Enterprise came around. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I didn't. But then I also, as I mentioned, I watched uh, I watched the last episode of Enterprise just because Riker was in it. Terrible, um, mm-hmm. terrible, terrible, terrible. As like I was watching this as like people actually watched an entire seven se- or five, four seasons of this. No, the thing. Believe with it that or episode. not, no. Believe it or not, though, like because I thought I would hate Enterprise, but it's actually pretty good. The, fam- but the last episode is awful. The crew of the Enterprise, the, the crew of Enterprise, and I, but I mean the cast and the, and the the crew of Enterprise hated that episode because what they did was they did this really great arc that really ended the the, the series very well, and then they did this last episode of the show, which was basically a Riker episode. They're like, let me get this straight. Yeah. It's our last episode, yeah. and we're guest stars on our own show that tell a stupid plot. <laughs> like, what was the point of that episode? Like, the point of that episode was Riker goes to the holodeck because 200 years before, Jonathan Archer made a difficult decision. Right. He was a day late getting the ship home because he had to make a stop. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that? What was the great thing he went there to see? The fact that he took a pit stop? Like, there was well, nothing. The was, is that, like, so- what I thought it was going towards was, like, obviously that, that, that treaty that would lead to, you know, the Federation. Hmm. But they didn't even show that. It was just like, like let's end it, and they just show them walking off the, uh, the holodeck, and I was like, well, that was just stupid. Yeah. And Rick Bur- so I was like, Enterprise, yeah. Enterprise was Scott Bakula, yes? yes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was, it was Scott Bakula. And the show's like, really I good. didn't, I didn't want to like the show at all, because I had already seen, you know, so I had seen Next Generation, I'd seen Deep Space Nine, which I absolutely loved, mm-hmm. I'd seen all of Voyager, which I was like, eh, it's okay. And then... I watched um, Enterprise, and I, like, wasn't a huge fan of Scott Bakula to begin with, so I was like, oh, I don't really think I'm going to like this show, but I ended up really liking it, and it kind of, Scott Bakula kind of really grew on me. Right. And then he ended up being like, on, um, then he ended up being on Chuck, and I loved him on Chuck. He was really good yeah. on that. He's in Chuck, too? Yeah, he's, he not like, Chuck? not a lot, but he's got a couple episodes, yeah. I think. He plays the important part. Yeah. So, um, to kind of wrap up my, my Star mm-hmm. Trek giddiness, uh, I also... Found out that the Star Trek Online game, the MMO, is free to play, so I decided to start that. Not that great of a game, Very but I'm going to continue to play around with it. They give you a lot of customization, which I think is really cool. Um, so I've decided that I'm going to make my three main, because you get like three main bridge officers, with mm-hmm. a uh, science officer, a uh, engineering officer, and a tactical officer, so I figured I'd make them all Pugwanians. Uh, oh, I so of the three of you, or, or, or Scott, I don't know, I don't know how many you get, so... How many, like, what do you guys prefer? Like, science, tactical, or engineering? I do. Mm, I guess. Like, if you were a Starfleet officer, uh, which career would you go down? Probably tactical. I can't fix shit. 
So I'd be a terrible engineer. I think, yeah, but I think I would actually like to do engineering because I think it would be fun. Like Who's learning how the ship works. Scotty. Right. I'm not good with science. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist unless it has something to do with plants. And like, there's no way I'd be medical. Ugh, no. Well, I felt I, I just could do medical. So I guess that would be science, right? You'd be a science officer. I don't know. I haven't played that far ahead into the game. <laughs> well, on behalf of Scott, I'd like probably be a science person just because I like learning things. So I don't really know enough about what the Star Trek people do, but it seems like it would be fun. Although, you know, my name is Scott, so I've also got the whole engineering thing going Scotty. there. But. Yeah, we could, we could make him Scotty. And then just as a, as a total uh, side point, not that I would ever want to do anything that would completely derail the Aura's RPG, but I jokingly made some comment about we should do a Star Trek RPG to Ryan, and he practically lost his shit. So, <laughs> I was all excited. I was all he's excited. Like, he's, like, like, he's like, when can we start? And I was like, <laughs> uh... I actually looked into it. There is actually a tabletop Star Trek game. Those exist. It's complicated. It's crap. Um, So I would have to find some way to dumb down everything immensely. So real fast, I just want to welcome Bob to the Star Trek fandom Mm. in the the whole thing. Now, I just have to say he's watched the last episode of Enterprise and Star Trek Nemesis, so I want to give him our heartfelt apologies for that. (laughs) Those are like the last two. Every fandom has its weak points. Just saying. That's like saying, here, watch episodes one and two of Star Wars. Uh, Yes. Stop. No, but we have 800 episodes, and those are the two you went with. I mean, that's... Yeah, Yeah, I know. Um, Before I forget... Okay, Danielle, mm. have you been watching Star Wars Rebels at all? No. Okay. Well, on tonight's episode, guess which famous Star Trek, I mean, Star, Star Trek, Star Wars character with his original actor. Oh, I think I heard about this. Is it Lando? It's Lando. Yeah. By Billy D. Williams. I saw Star that. Awesome. I think I should watch that. I should probably watch that show. Uh, apparently, well, my understanding is that Rebels is an incredible show. Okay. Yeah. I should on, watch it's it. It's on Netflix, right? Oh, is it on Netflix? I'm asking. Oh. I don't know the answer to that. I don't is know. it on Netflix? Uh, probably not yet. It's in its first season. Oh, okay. It's, I, on Dis- it's on Disney Channel, so I don't know if Disney's... Oh, we might be able to get it on demand. Possibly. Yeah. I just have one question for Bob. You can tell a lot by a person, by the, by, by the way they answer this question. Watching The Next Generation Season 1, what was your favorite episode? Honestly, I don't really... I haven't really thought that much about it. Um... I don't know. I don't think I can answer that question at the moment. I, I, I like the season finale with the whole thing, like with, uh, uh, what's it called? Those, the, the Romulans. Uh, is that the Romulans? I'm confused. I'm losing track of what, what episodes are with. The Romulans was the one with the people from Earth. What's the one where they're controlled by aliens? That was the one I was hoping you were going to say. That episode was called Conspiracy. That was a, a very... Conspiracy. That was that's a, pro- That was the episode I was, I was hoping you'd actually, would yeah, actually that's answer. A, that's the one I, I was... I watched that while playing Minecraft last night, and that yep. was... I got myself killed multiple times. I'm kind of partial to the one where Jordy's in command of the Enterprise and the crew's on the surface. Under attack by shampoo bottles, if you recall, that were shooting them. (laughs) Remember that? I don't think I remember that one. I like Jordy. Oh, yeah. And and Beverly falls through and bumps her head, and and they they fall from like 500 feet, and Picard's fine because he's bald. You gotta love the naked now. Uh, the, the first one where Data I'm gets kidding. drunk and boys. I'm Tasha. really kidding. I'm totally kidding. Like especially when, um, when John Luke, when John Luke and Bev are in his office and he lets out that really ridiculous laugh. He's like, <laughs> it's like so bad. The awkward moment where Wesley Crusher unplugs the ship. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, Speaking of awkwardly. By the, oh, that's the other thing I want to mention real quick. Sorry. This yeah. is probably should be an episode in itself for a main topic, but I had to laugh when like the episode with Q, when he comes back and he like takes over, like he basically is tempting Riker. Yes. And so Riker like wants to give them like all the crew, like what they want. And then it shows like an adult version of Wesley. It looks and nothing I, like Will Whedon. Ass off. Cause it looks nothing like. They got CGI yeah. Will Whedon's head onto that. I was they like, like, they can, to, we like, have a screenshot of that and a screenshot of him now and then like tweet at him. Like, yeah, they were so accurate with this. <laughs> with, with that full head of hair. He'd probably laugh. I'm sure he well, remembers. I per- listen to his Radio Free Burrito. I don't usually listen to his Radio Free Burrito. It's not my cup of tea, but they he'd been tweeting about his secret vacation. And his blog came up and said that he had was talking about his vacation and that he got Anne to come on and talk about the vacation on the Radio Free Burrito episode. So I downloaded it. And it was so much fun. And she is so funny. Mm-hmm. And they basically went to Canada and stayed on this great lake and just had a wonderful time. And he played ice hockey with the local kids. And nice. they kicked his ass. <laughs> and they went for long walks and they played games. And, you know, I sent Ryan a message and I said, it's got me in tears. And Ryan's like, why? And I said, because he's talking about his family and how much he loves them and mm-hmm. how fun it is to be with them even though they're older and just how thankful he was for them and it was just really sweet so if you get a chance to listen to i don't know what the number was but it's probably the last one or the one right before it of his radio free burrito uh you should listen to it because and it's really funny she had tips on what not to do on your way to canada <laughs> and, uh, oh gosh a couple of those things involved custom agents so yeah, they were they were quite entertaining. I just yeah. keep thinking back to what he wrote about how like as much as the Wesley Crusher brought him everything he has today in terms of you know his his career and everything, just how difficult it was because he was an awkward character, awkwardly written. You know the fans didn't want to see a kid on the Enterprise, and they took it out on him even though he's this actor hired. To I know the they role. acted like it was his fault. It's like come on, you have to love the episode Day the Lore that that. Bob probably just saw a few weeks ago where 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 Picard screams shut up Wesley and it's like oh well we went to um they released two episodes into the theater mm-hmm. to commemorate the anniversary mm-hmm. and that was one of them Dataloy, yeah. because when the scene came on where it was like shut up Wesley it's like the theater like cheered and I'm like sitting there and I'm like poor Wesley <laughs> I, I don't know I, mean, I don't know I felt kind of bad Star Trek fan so you know. My feelings of having, you know, a kid be an important character on the show really doesn't, you know, bother me as much. I don't it know. didn't bother me either, but I was like, you know, yeah, I mean, he was he a little Gary Stewish? Yeah. He, well, he probably still is going to, I don't know how he gets written for the rest of the Well, oh, I can tell you, in season two, they give him a new outfit. You probably saw it. It's, a, it's this it's this gray thing. If you notice, unfortunately for, for Mr. Will Whedon, the pants don't zip up all the way in the back. Okay. Um, yeah, I was, all I can say is that his sweaters have now become a fashion statement. You actually, can buy, you can buy like replica Wesley Crusher. Sweaters. He actually fit into it. He bought or someone bought for him one of those old sweaters, and he like yeah. fit into it on Facebook. And he's obviously like twice the size now, so he's like yeah, trying make, not to like, move. They but. make like hoodies and stuff that look like his his um his uniforms and his sweaters. It's poor, pretty funny. Poor. Well, he comes back to the next generation at one point. He has a shaved head. Is where uh, I won't get into that. But no, don't spoil his. Oh, he saw Enterprise. I've seen, like, I used to come home, like, from work and, like, pass out to Star, to Star Trek Next Generation episodes. So I've seen a majority. I just have never seen them all. Like, in order. 
like I've never like like watched the series as like you know in in the least order, if you will. Yeah. Well, I'm, at, like, I'm excited for you to watch Deep Space Nine because I think you'll really enjoy that. Voyager, you can watch like the first five episodes and then kind of like graze because yeah. it kind of doesn't go anywhere. Deep Space but, Nine's really the good. But Enterprise, like, the best. Enterprise does have some pretty decent. Um, I feel like Deep Space Nine gets into like the deepest issues. It does. Um, has really good characters. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. It's definitely, well, it's very to me, it's like my favorite, absolute favorite. Well, they, because the, Ron Moore did it, and he yeah. had, the, like, the producer, like, the network, well, it wasn't the network, but the production company said, okay, wrap this plot line up in three episodes. He's like, okay, 33 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he had to really fight yeah. with it to do it. No, he does a good job. He does a really good job. Well, I don't <sighs> know if you guys uh, follow the T-Fury t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. But they have a new thing now, and they do shoes. Yes, I've and seen that. Horribly expensive, but I just got an email. Shoe Fury? And they have new Doctor Who shoes. Oh. So I'm going to be adding a link in both the chat and our thing. Yeah, that's where I got, um, that's where I got our ugly Christmas sweaters so that some mm-hmm. of you probably saw the pictures. That's where mine and Ryan's yeah. Danielle got annoyed with me on my birthday. I wanted to wear it out to the restaurant. I didn't get annoyed. You said, should I change? And you gave me a look that said, of course you should change. It's an ugly sweater and I'm going out in public. <laughs> it's a cute, ugly sweater though. I'm wearing mine right now, actually. My sweater that lived. Cheers. <laughs> so. So. Well, I'll, <coughs> excuse me while I choke. I'd like to talk a little bit about my dinner last night, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah, go right ahead. Should be fun. So we, um, Cody just just got this wild hair and said, I'm going to go away for a few days. Which way should I go? Oh, I've never been to Portland. I think I'll go there. (laughs) So she drove to Portland and, like, uh, couch surfed a couple of places and, and, or one place and, and just, kind of found different places to stop on the way. I think it only took her a day or so to get here. And she's staying with just Jane Yep. Uh-huh. while she's here. And so Jane got the day off, which is really um, hard for her. But it just kind of everything came together because it's puffa and sometimes <laughs> things come together if it doesn't involve pipes. Yeah, sometimes things work out. <laughs> well, I have to share for you, you know how I don't know who a lot of the Puffwanians are sometimes, like the newer ones, I get confused. I try really hard, but I'd be a terrible teacher. You, you like, I went out with Cody and Jamie. No, I She wrote I Jane. It, it was, was a typo. But look, you're like, who the hell is Jamie? The, oh, did it. Yeah, it changes to Jamie. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, have fun. I'm just pretending I know who that is. <laughs> we do have a Jamie on Pub occasionally. She's yeah, in Florida. But. but that's why I asked for the picture. I wanted to see if it was Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> picture it didn't happen. Yeah. But so we we met up at, at the Lloyd Center Mall, which was a fairly local place that I could leave my truck easily. Mm. And then. Um, and of course, then my brother found out that's where I was going, so he sent me with jeans to return in exchange oh. for my nephew. Oh, geez. So we did that, and then we went to Powell's, and it was fun because Cody, you know, had never been to Powell's before. And as we were getting ready to go in, she said, "Would you guys mind if I run over to to um, the coffee shop across the street and get coffee and something to eat? I'm hungry." And I was, we're like, "No, you have to eat here. <laughs> you know, this is cool." So we, we went into the coffee shop right away and got something to eat and just sat and talked. We had a great time mm-hmm. just sitting and talking with each other. And it's great and then, because all the sci-fi and fantasy books are in the same room as the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, that's yeah. true. They are. And the anime stuff was yep. right there. So that was fun. And we walked around for quite a bit. We each found a few books. We got our picture taken in front of the Harry Potter books. 
Nice. We thought that would be appropriate. I caught that in my second viewing. <laughs> and then we went to the TARDIS room, which is a fish and chips pub that um, someone from England opened up. Awesome. And it's all Doctor Who themed. Um, the pool table room had Bad Wolf on the the wall. Actually, that was the only picture that I took that actually came out. Um, but I did have fish fingers and custard for dinner. Awesome. Really kind of fun. And it was good. Uh, Jane got beans on toast, <laughs> which was, was fun, but she said it was really good. Oh, because she's a vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and it was the only vegetarian thing on the menu. So uh, I think you guys would find it hard to find something to eat there, except for maybe chips, because yeah. everything's yes. breaded. But it was really That's good. That's cool, food. though. What a fun, what a fun name and for a restaurant. Had, they had Daleks, and they had books. We sat and went through books while we were waiting. All of the doors were painted like TARDISes. They were playing, and I had to laugh when I walked in the door. The thing that was on the TV was Top Gear. I was like, nice. <laughs> Top Gear. I should. And then Aww. the other TV were, was playing um, continuous episodes of Doctor Who. But we sat in the far back. We were in this dark little corner. It was very dark, but we were all alone. Um, you know, people walked by every once in a while, but we were just sitting kind of in a corner all by ourselves, and we just sat and talked and laughed and nice reminisced about old puffa days and stuff. It was really fun. We had a great time. And Cody drove, which was great because it was nasty, and she got in and out. She parked amazingly well in uh, the Powell's parking garage, which is scary. Oh, that is, that is a scary, scary parking garage. Yeah, so that was So funny. no need for Richard the TomTom? Well, we did have uh, her TomTom. I don't know what hers was named. It was a, a girl voice. Hmm. And Jane navigated and Cody drove and I sat in the back seat and held on for dear life. No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> but I couldn't see. I couldn't see where we were most of the time. Until we were going back to Lloyd Center, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I know where we are here. Scott mm-hmm. and I made this drive every day when we went to LeakyCon, so I was mm-hmm. able to direct them that way. But it worked out, and it was really fun. It, they were fun to hang out with. They were great to meet. Jane and I decided that since we live so close to each other, we really ought to do it more often. Yeah. Or Jamie, she goes by either. And, or Jamie, yeah. Or well, Jamie. She the, <laughs> Just Jane is not her actual name, so, you know. Like many, many Pufuanians go by other names, unlike the rest, all of us who use our own names. The fools. I never really signed up with anything else because it makes more sense this way. Hufflepuff Jesus is what I always call you when you're not present. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's only on certain occasions when my hair is the right length. Yes. All right, we gotta start talking about this book. As we're talking here, I'm just flipping through some of my notes. Homework before we start talking about the book. Ah, the homework. I was supposed to find my homework while we were talking, wasn't I? Let me see what I can cut down here. Mm -hmm. Ryan's, where are you going? I'm going to take my homework. Oh, Ryan's going to get his picture. (laughs) I'm like, he's just leaving. Bye. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm going to go over the first. Screw you. Aww. I have no homework, but that's all right. It's okay. You can comment on all of our homeworks. Mm-hmm. All right. You were you were brought in at the last second. Did your phone Did your phone turn on, uh, Bob? I sent Ryan a text. Oh, okay. I should have it. Uh, if not, I can text somebody. Else. Oh yeah, I did receive it. I did receive it. Mine is a plethora of things, like my like my uh, Whoa. my uh geek photo. So. Oh God, I hope there's no chokeable whatever. There may Things may going on. <laughs> there may or may not. <laughs> oh, 
year. Well, I was nice just watching a tabletop um, the other day. So just to let, people, let the audience know, so the homework for this week was um, kind of, since we had so much fun taking photos of our geeky things, I thought of the idea of having, like, well, it's the first episode of the year. Why not have, like, take photos that represent goals, serious or not so serious, that, re, that rep, like, Things that represent goals that we have for 2015, whether they be serious or not serious. Um, and we're going to throw these up in the uh, Puffwa Facebook chat. And we're going to post the Puffwa Facebook. Yeah, well, you should say post, not throw them up. I say throw them up. I can't stop myself. Anymore. Okay. All right, who wants to start? Uh, some people might throw them up after they see some. Yeah. <laughs> see all of this, yes. So. Um. Sue's so like, how do I take the picture? It's such a dry and sufficient amount of time. No, I can do it. I have, I, I just have one. All right, I'll, I'll put it up. Shouldn't say throw it up. <laughs> Ryan and Danielle will recognize. Total, total side point while we're, while we're, we're going to, I'm going to attempt to uh, not have that there. Um, for Christmas, for a handful of my, uh, Oh, Bob, Bob, you're breaking up a little bit. Bob, you're breaking up! Oh, no. Am I breaking up? Bob, you're breaking up. Away. Yeah, it's probably because I'm uploading the picture. Why would Bob be breaking up because you're uploading a picture? Are you hosting? No, we're hosting. <laughs> Sue, that makes Sue's like, no, nah, never mind. Sue, that's not how the internet works, Sue. I was like, uh... Wait, no offense. Why have you let Sue host? Aww. <laughs> Aww. Slowest internet in the world. Best. No offense to Sue. Um, okay. Am I still horrible? You're a little crackly, but you're more stable. Okay. Anyway, so Slightly I made, well, made, but... made scores as a uh, Christmas gift, and I thought a lot about Ryan and Danielle because I have uh, two friends who have gluten intolerances. Okay. And so I was like, how am I going to make s'mores that are gluten? And I was like, well, the only thing I think I really need to worry about is the graham cracker. Mm-hmm. And so I literally found these things at the store called s'moreables. Oh, I've seen and those. They're like gluten-free, like crackers meant for the intent of being s'more yeah. graham crackers. And they're actually not that bad. In fact, uh, and both both of my uh, gluten free friends were like, "Thank you so much," and they're so tasty. And I was like, "I was like, yeah." So if I ever need to send Ryan and Danielle s'mores, then yes. I, I know which ones to get. That's funny. So, we have the exact same thing here. They're yeah, you're right. They're called s'morables. They're they're okay. Like it, it, they're okay if they're not stale. Like I've bought them before, and I swear to God, they're stale, even though it's a brand new box. <laughs> in which case. In which case they just become like a graham cracker crust. Because if you add butter and sugar and bake it, they taste fine. So I've done that, but yeah, we definitely have done that. I've made homemade graham crackers too mm-hmm. for s'mores. That's mm-hmm. fun. I should probably get that recipe from you. Yeah, it's I pretty home- easy. I, I homemade, homemade, made uh, the the marshmallows. Oh, you did? Yeah, and then I made uh, the chocolate bark. Nice. I put, uh, I put dried cherries and mmm. That sounds good. It's mostly dark chocolate to offset offset the immense amount. The, yes, in the marshmallow. Yeah, which is I've come to realize how much sugar goes into marshmallows, and that's just disturbing. It, they're pretty much pure sugar. Yeah. Well, in the, in the recipe I used, there was a decent amount of um, cornstarch, or not some starch. Cor- uh, corn syrup. Corn syrup. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, Wait, that's not right. So I'll just offset it. Yeah. So, yeah. Not sugar. So, all right. So, are we ready to go with these photos? Or are we, we still? Uh, we are ready. Yeah, Sue's is up. Sue's is up. Sue so, so goes first. All right. I said, play more games. That's a good goal. I like that. Shanghai going. Yeah, she's got some Shanghai happening. Which is also the tagline from Tabletop. I love that. <laughs> That's a good goal. 
Yeah, we play games sometimes when Calvin comes over, and I did get a, a new game for everybody for Christmas, which we could play on the podcast. It's the Say Anything, but it's the family version. But yeah. we're family enough. I think it would work. Sure. Um, yeah, it's fun, and I like playing games, and I'd like to play more tabletop kinds of games. Yeah. I could hunt down somebody that wanted to play with me. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of those lately and sort of doing my gaming vicariously. <laughs> Yeah, we've been getting pretty good at playing games because my parents like to play games when we come over. And um, we have a couple friends that when we visit, we always play usually a tabletop Mm -hmm. game. We play Ticket to Ride or... I can't remember the name of that other crazy game. Oh, the one with the little brown people? The one, no, the one with... (laughs) No, not that one. The one with the tiles... Oh, um, the racist one. Yeah, the racist one. No, the one with um. It's got like a crazy name. Yeah, and you like have to go around the river. Yeah, and you have to, that yeah, one. Yeah. Carcassonne. Yes, that one. Carcassonne. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Which is no, Puerto Rico is the one with the. Well, it's it's not a little. It's not. Uh, it's two different stories. No, the, the other one, Puerto Rico. You have you, 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 Puerto Rico. You have to really you have to podcast. you have to purchase the migrant <laughs> workers, and it's it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to throw mine up here. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, right. vomit your picture up. Vomiting my picture up onto Facebook. My picture has been po- has been vomited. <laughs> it is not yet. It's a screenshot. Oh, that Oh, did I? Because it's not showing up yet. There we go. Yeah, it says reading challenge. There we go. Oh, there it is. Now, my challenge for the year, I want to read 50 books, and Danielle joined Goodreads last night, so if you're Yeah, because you made there, me. Yeah, I did. So if you're, if you're available to go friend Danielle. I do things eventually because I just can't take it anymore. I'm like, why? Don't do it. <laughs> why do you think she married me? So I was actually liking books I'd already read last night, so I said I wanted to read 50 books in 2015, and they came back saying, you've already read five books. I'm like, oh, they must be the ones that you know I've, I, I've read in the past. I looked down, these are all books I've actually read this year, so I'm, I'm already five books in, so I'm actually feeling pretty You're confident. so wicked smart. Look at me. Actually be better about putting things in Goodreads, because I'm reading a lot, but right. I don't always add them. This kind of reminds me of, uh, there's a website that Mike makes me use for anime, where basically, like, you know, you I emails my picture. episodes you watch, you know, shows, tells you how many shows you're watching, you know, how far you are, mm-hmm. and, mm. and then tells you how many hours you've wasted away in your life watching anime. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's not a feature that we're going to probably enjoy. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's, you yeah. Hmm. months of your life watching anime, and I'm like, oh, God. Well, that's like, that's like the Wii. It tells you how many hours you've played, and I'm like, I don't want to know. Oh, like, you know, like, most MMOs, like World of Warcraft or Guild Wars 2 or Star Trek Online, have this, like, the command of backslash played, mm-hmm. and it tells you, spe- oh, great, what's the dog upset about? Anyway, <laughs> like, like, to the second, how many, like, how many hours, minutes you've logged in playing a certain character. Oh, oh, wow. And, like... Sometimes, like, you know, when you play a game like World of Warcraft for over 10 years, you know, that number can get insanely high. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, a source of, like, oh, yeah, I put this much time and effort into a character, and then you, like, uh, put this much time and effort into a character. And then you're, like, damn. And actually, that, ironically enough, this kind of plays into one of my goals. For cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, All right. I need to read more, actually. So is that, I think Ryan just put... Danielle's is up now. Danielle completely ripping off my No, idea. I... Uh, we had the same idea. It's just, yeah. I, I read books, like yes. actual books. But, um... What did you read? Maybe you actually took the time to take a photo instead of just screenshot. Now, City like, of Bones, you read, you read I know. the physical well, book? Well, yeah, because I wasn't buying it. Are you <laughs> kidding me? You bought it once. I didn't need to go buy the <coughs> paperback edition. Um, so, like, I've... 
you know, I, I buy a lot of books and then they sit on this bookshelf and I don't read them. So that's just my goal is to just make a dent in that bookshelf. Now, so, some of those books I've read. Half of these books, now there's the, I, I'm looking And actually, here. like, my Monty Python DVDs are on there. But still, like, now, I've read a lot of them. I have several but, questions here. The first four books on there appear to be... Um, those are yours. Those are Star Trek. Those are all, the, the top row is all Star Trek. The top yeah. right is the Babylon 5 novels, which I recommend. The top And then I think we have, like, a biography shelf, because there's, like, is a lot of... Is that the Ronald Reagan biography, Dutch? That's under? yours. That's, that's yours. That was my father. I inherited well, like, that. The Teddy, Ro- you know, Teddy Roosevelt, like, Theodore Rex. Yeah. I don't want to read that. I, I bought that, like, years ago, and I haven't read yeah, these it. These are cookbooks. Is that correct? There's some cookbooks it's Cookbooks, and that's the full Monty Python series. Yeah. Beatrix Potter. That's a box. Yeah. No, that's the Beatrix Potter, like, box yeah. set. Mm-hmm. Is that your photo album? Chronicles of Narnia are on there, but I've read album? that. Is that your photo album? No, that's a Playbill book, so that has a lot of Playbills in it. Oh, okay. But there's, like, my point is, there's a lot of books on there that I've bought that I haven't read, so I need to read them. Let me read some of those. There you go. That Che Guevara book, I've had that since high school. I've never read it. It's just pathetic. It's just pathetic. <laughs> no. So anyway, and then I have another bookshelf in my bedroom that has even more books on it. Although actually, is a that, lot of is those that books in my I've bedroom. Read. I'm confused. What's the rainbow? Oh, shut up. Which the where? The bottom right hand corner. That's Monty Python. That's, that's that, those are actually DVDs. Yeah. That's sorry. There's some movies on there. Um. Yeah, and then actually right above it, actually that big gray book, like right above it on the shelf, is the, is the Monty Python book, like a big book about the TV series. So. Yeah. Apparently, I like I like Monty Python. Organized finally. Yeah. All right. Now. And actually, fun fact: Ryan's dad made that bookshelf. He did, so. and he told me every yeah. day the man who made that bookshelf that bookcase was a bookcase building genius. Well, every day. Maybe not. It's not quite level. It's not. It falls over. But it's okay. It's a carpet, I mean. <laughs> we like it anyway. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we will forgive that. Yeah. All right, we've we've uploaded the uh, the, the Bobo picture Ooh, right here. Bob's picture. Check this oh out. Oh God, there is a chocobo. <laughs> oh no, is that Luke? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh no, he's still doing that bird uh, up yes, the butt. Is that he so time. did that on purpose. Uh, it's like you know, every single time I'm going to do a photo for uh, the show. I'm going to have some sort of action figure doing inappropriate <laughs> things to that chocobo for everything we do now. Oh, it's so, so funny. still uncomfortable. Yeah. That <laughs> is... enough, even the new Mario, the Mario Amiibo is looking over like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, he is. That I didn't plan. That I did not plan. He's um, like pretending to look at the thing in front of him, but he's really not. No, he's not. Oh, we have that. Wait, what is that? Those are the... Harry Potter bookmarks. Uh, no, those aren't bookmarks. No, those are pens. No. Okay, so nice. I, I okay, have, okay. I have multiple things on this uh, in this photo. Mm-hmm. I, I can't be bothered just to do one. I, I have to have multiples, which I'll probably may or may not fail on it. So um, I'll just do like the, starting with like in the center where the that the, the dumbbell and then the the healthy book. I'm not ever really open that thing. Basically, apparently, it's this book that says, if you go to McDonald's, get this, because apparently yeah. it's like, healthy. Is it the eat this, not that? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So that's kind of my goal of, like, you know, being healthy, you know, because who doesn't have that? Yeah. New Year's resolution, but yeah. So uh, then the other thing is I have uh, the Wii U gamepad and a couple of Amiibos, and that represents uh, kind of similar to, to Sue, where it's uh, play more games in 2015. Um, I've come to the realization... That, that I own way too many games. And my problem is, it's not, that it's, not that it's not that I own too many games. It's that I buy too many games and I never played them. Mm. And so 
basically when I start doing this, I try to like not buy new games, but play the games I have. Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting. Everyone knows what Steam is, correct? Yes. It, it, the computer gaming service. So there's this thing I found on Facebook the other day called steamleft.com. And basically what it does is it gives you, uh, if you, if you input like your, uh, profile to it, what it does is it takes, it finds out which games you haven't completed yet. Mm-hmm. And based off of another website that says how long it takes to beat a game, it tells you how, like, how many hours and days, hours and minutes it would take for you to finish all the games you have in your Steam account, um, before, like, you know, you've beaten everything in your account. And so I was like, sure, I'll, I decided to put my thing in. And according to this website, 63 if, years. If I sat down today with no break, no nothing, just playing games, it would take me 69 days, 13 hours, and 25 minutes to complete my Steam library. Mine was longer. Which, according to the website, in this time I could film the Blood Witch Project eight times, <laughs> die and reco- contract and die and re- or recover from Ebola three times. Oh God! Watch the entirety of Star Trek, all television shows and movies, two times. That's impressive. That is impressive. It was on for eighteen so that's, years. That's a, that's a lot of gaming. Yeah, right? that's impressive. That's a lot of uh, Star Trek. Then, if you go to the front, you see a bunch of dice, which includes my dice that I got from Sue. Thank yep. you, um, And some zombie figurines. Uh, I'm in the process of developing a tabletop zombie game uh, that, uh, that I want to play. I don't know if you'll be able to play it, because it's much more map-based than mm-hmm. yours is. So probably it's more of like a, yeah, to actually have a map kind of thing. And I've been kind of, I've been playing it, kind of creating it off and on for the past couple of years, so I figured this year would be the year that I uh, sit down and complete it. Um, so there's that. Cool. And the fourth and final thing, I'm actually not going to say what it is. Um, but it is a project that I'm starting up, uh, this year. And based off the photo, you can probably piece together what it's going to be about and what it is. Um, but yeah, there'll be more about that probably later this year. So that's a project I'll be working on on the side. So yeah, these are my four, these are my four words. So my four goals uh, for 2015. Nice. Yeah. I just have to share this because Danielle will get a kick out of this. When uh, my, our friends just came to visit, I have like a we I call it fish flicks. I have we have our own media center in the house that we store all of our television shows and, and whatnot. You can stream them through Apple TVs. I just pulled up the TV shows that I have available, just the ones that I've added. You know, I curiously, how long would it take me to watch all of them mm. if I sat down? And apparently, it would take me. I have nine hundred and sixty-one TV shows that would take me three hundred and twenty-five point two days. Oh my god, that's too much TV. Continuously, that's just the TV shows. Three hundred and twenty-five point two days. That's just the TV. TV shows. I would so love the rest to of the year, know. basically. The movies is four point seven days. Especially no, that's it. Oh, we don't have that many movies then. Yeah, well, comparatively. I mean, it takes a day just to watch Lord of the Rings. Well, not really. Twelve hours, I guess, it takes half a day. That can't be right. I know. No, it's once you throw the right. Hobbit extended editions, then you'll be up to a day. That can't be right. Okay, I liked those movies. Danielle's well, like them. There's like a lot of hate going around Facebook today with people like, "Oh, this fan edit's gonna be great." I'm like, you know. Okay, I guess it was a little long, but I, I liked it. But there are things I might take out. And yeah, oh, it'd be interesting to watch the fan edit. But yeah, ones as they are too. I'm yeah. interested to see what the extended ones have in them. But I don't think I'm going to do the um, six movie marathon because I would keel over and die halfway through. I hit the I hit a yeah, button. Yeah, I mean they are quite. Yeah, I I did hit the wrong button. It's sixty one point one days of movies. That makes ah, sense. that makes, that makes a lot more sense. sense. Yeah, a lot of time. 
since we're on Facebook and, and my, the, my trending feed is up, mm-hmm. here is something that I would love to do. It's not something I would probably ever be able to do. But in Laguna Beach, California, a stand-up paddleboarder videotaped orca whales swimming underneath him while he was paddleboarding. Wow. I would give anything to go out and be with wild orca whales. Cool. I would love that. Mom almost got to do it when she was on the San Juans. They had just beached the kayaks when the orcas came. Wow. You can tell a lot That's about a person by their goals. Sue's goal is to swim with the orcas. Mine is to read one book every eight days. Uh, well, I don't know if that's a goal so much as like that's a dream. Yeah, it's the both like, the book once I mean? every eight days. I, I mean, yeah. Well, you should go swim with the orcas. I mean, yeah, you could probably do it, Sue. You wouldn't have to do the stand-up board. I could, yeah, I could just you know lay down on a board or something. But they, you can see them as well then. Yeah, I suppose it's it's a really neat time to be in California right now. The whales are really close. There's been some sort of shift in the ocean temperature, Mm -hmm. I think. And the whales are coming in closer to shore and the orcas, which usually aren't around are coming in because they're following the migratory whales Hmm. and they have grays and humpbacks and orcas. And I think something else going through there right now. And it's just amazing. So, and if you've never been on a whale watch where you actually get to see whales, because that's the important part. I throw up on whale watches. It's a really neat thing to do. Well, when you say you throw up on a whale watch, do you mean throw up or do you mean post something to Facebook? I post something on Facebook. Uh, The last time I was on one, there was no Facebook. Because it's confusing. I wonder if one of those Zorb balls would work to go out in the ocean or if they only work in pools. (laughs) (laughs) I think somebody did do it over the ocean. Mm. I'd like to. Oh, go ahead. I would say one of these days we should talk about my aquazoophobia on the show. That'd be fun. Well, we can talk about that. Oh, that was a of, fun word. Instead of City of Bones, I'd rather talk about. No, that. we're discussing. Uh, yeah, I, you see as a substitute, Jen, Jen just, she has posted her uh, goal for this year on Facebook. She must be paying attention. She says she'd like to travel more. Jen? <laughs> Jen, is that you? Can you hear me? <laughs> I think she's just watching our pictures go up. Mm-hmm. Probably. She's probably noticed it on Facebook. So she's mm-hmm. posted up that she'd like to travel more this year, and she has a lovely picture of a Whoa! She but she's been to Yellow... Oh, that's Alaska. Yeah, they'd like yeah, to go to Alaska. I was like, but she's been to Yellowstone. Um, I want to travel this year. I want to travel to the Fisher's house. You can. Yay! I found a Harry Potter store I can bring you to. All right. Yeah, I just, I, because knowing we're moving towards City of Bones, I just thought I would start us off with a quote. Oh, God, you're going to do the quote? No, I've done that quote before. What I did was I just did, like, Wheel of Fortune, because I have all of my notes here on my Kindle, and I just flung it. No, you didn't. I did. I went like this. Okay. And it stopped, and I'm going to read the first quote I say. I really hope it's not the green thing in the roots. Maybe they didn't make vampires out of ugly people, or maybe ugly people just didn't want to live forever. <laughs> Larry, what's her face? 2009. Oh my, my response, hard to believe I dislike Clary. Mm. Okay. All right. So, so this City one of Bones. Start, before, we, before we start City of Bones. Yes. If you are interested in reading City of Bones or any of its any of the books after City of Bones, because we will be talking briefly about some spoilers for the after City of Bones, uh, and don't wish to be spoiled, we recommend that you turn this podcast off now. Otherwise. You will be spoiled, and you have been warned. 
Currently, the book's, book's been out since what? So, 2008? Jen yeah. is not here with us, and Jen was the one who actually requested that we do the book. Um, so, and I think she's probably the biggest, the, the book's biggest supporter within Big our support. hosting mm-hmm. group. Yes. But before we start, I don't know how we want to go about doing this because I think Ryan wanted to go about doing this spellcast style and doing it chapter by chapter by chapter. Well, I I mean, I have my notes in order, but we certainly don't need to... Well, our fear was that if we just talk about it in general, the discussion might not last too long, whereas if we went kind of just through the basic plot... I don't know. It seemed like maybe we'd get more more involved. Okay, so how about just to give the listeners an idea of where we're all coming from, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not that great of a book, Mm -hmm. to 10 being the best book you've ever read, where would you place City of Bones? Two, two the three. Between two and three. Three, three seems six, fair. Six point five. Six point five. I'm also, I'm also a six. Okay. And I, Scott, and Scott, unfortunately, hasn't read the book in its entirety. But from what you've read of it, what do you generally think of it, Scott? Um, I don't know. It's hard to oh. say. Yeah, I've only read the first chapter, so and because Jane, at this point, it's sitting at five, and it could go either way. <laughs> um, and I would just point out because I don't. I have not read nearly as much fan fiction as probably anyone else here. So I, I had, I knew nothing about Cassandra Clare's fan fiction or like the, I didn't know much about like the, the controversy surrounding her plagiarism thing and all that. I didn't know much about that at all. So I didn't have that like coloring my, like it, I didn't go in biased. I just want to say, mm-hmm. um, one way or the other. I, I didn't know what the story was going to be about. I did know that she was involved with Harry Potter fan fiction, but that's about it. Okay. Because I know, and I don't want to be accused of being like, oh, you just don't like it because blah, blah, blah. blah. No, like I I don't know anything about her. I've never read her fan fiction. I I haven't either. Someone gave me her fan fictions years ago, which had been sitting on my Kindle. I haven't read them. Yeah. So I didn't, I was not familiar with her writing style. I've never read them, no. Yeah. Are you sure? Because I thought, I thought you made sure. You tried because Jen had a conversation, like Jen, like. I don't like, remember. Yeah, the thing with Jen where you were really trying it. Like, no, 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 no. Jen had another one she wanted me to read. It started off with, like, it was during the war, and Hermione was very, like, dark. It was a, it was a Draco Hermione fic. I just remember there was a scene where, like, Hermione was face down in dirt, hoping she drowned in a puddle, something. And then, like, Draco was in the, it, it, if I, if it I, it wasn't the Draco trilogy. It wasn't the Draco trilogy. Okay, I just thought that the Draco trilogy. It was, it was something else I told Jack. I thought that you were gonna. Yeah, you said, it, you at one point told Jen you would read it. I think I told her I would, I would read it at some point, but I, but you never did. We would read it, and she was gonna do something like watch Chuck or something like that. Yeah, she was gonna and, watch and Chuck. I don't remember if, if the, Ryan was supposed to read Draco trilogies or if there was something mm-hmm. else. And we had Cody. just agreed to read Draco. I think it was the. I think it was the other one. I can actually. I'll look. Someone was going to read Draco trilogy. Someone was going to read after the end, and someone else was, was going to read the third the thing. To that, what happens in the Draco trilogy? I don't think I've ever read it. Okay, well, this isn't a discussion. Yeah. About Draco trilogy. So we should, for the sake of moving on. Yeah. It might be interesting for you to read her fan fiction now that you've read her published <laughs> work and see how yeah. they compare. <laughs> the exact same thing. No, just kidding. Anyway, there's but, uh, actual lines from one the, to the other, so shocker. Yeah. Well, you know, she wrote it; she can use it where she wants. She can plagiarize herself. <laughs> Bob is the supporter. 
Nahan is a border. Um, so, all right. So, Ryan seems to have, like, the best idea of how he wants this to run based off his notes. And I basically, rem- I just add this, what I remember from reading. So, how about we go, Ryan, you take lead, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. And so, Danielle and I, just so we know, read the same copy of it. So, we have the same notes. Uh, Danielle's ears are pink and mine uh-huh. are, are, are yellow. yellow. Uh, part of the reason it, it took me a while to actually read through the fic was just because the fic. The fic? The, fic, the book? Sorry. sorry. To read through the book was, I actually, I have to say this, I, re- I wanted to like it. Usually, because Danielle doesn't read a lot of fic, but if you do, sometimes you're accustomed to, I don't know what, you know what I would even call this, but if I want to read a particular type of story, if I want a particular type of plot, Usually you'll find something like that, but it won't be Shakespeare. It won't be wonderful writing because you're you're choosing to pick plot over variety, so you might not get the best authors. So I'm used to reading stuff I may not love, but it's something I just I, I just want to check out. It's almost like a guilty pleasure kind of thing. It's not the mm-hmm. best. Story. So like when it started, I'm like, like in the very beginning, it's Clary and Simon. At the at the I'll call it the nightclub. Yep, pandemonium. And, pandemonium, and like, um, and they encounter the shadow hunters and the blue haired guy in the in the room. The demon, the, the mm-hmm. demon, and Clary runs in because apparently she's you know a, like a volunteer police officer and she's decided to to get involved here. Like I thought, like the writing was weak in the beginning because it was almost like over. Like everyone was ex- was was giving exposition, explaining who everyone was, using lines like "Oh dear brother" and this, that, and the other thing, just trying to explain to the audience who everyone was. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That's actually helpful, even though no one would ever speak like this. And um, you know, in one of the earlier chapters, after you meet Clary and her mom and Luke, uh, she and Simon are at a coffee shop, and that's when uh, Jace appears for the second time, and only Clary can see him. And I can actually picture it almost like a screenplay because it was just comical because she's talking. I, I think there was something like where she was talking and Simon thought that she was talking to him, but she was talking to the guy who no one can see. Like I could actually visualize it. It was it, like, I thought it was cleverly written. So I thought I would go into this, not getting much out of it, but just being entertained, which I was hoping I would get from it. And shortly thereafter, it got just really bogged down. And, and I and I didn't really enjoy going forward from that point, but I th- I think the strongest bits were probably in the very beginning. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree I that sort of enjoy the banter at the beginning, particularly um, mm-hmm. what Simon's talking about while he's she's paying him no attention whatsoever. So he oh. starts going off and rambling. Yeah, Clary not paying attention to Simon. Hmm. Yeah, that that doesn't. <laughs> that kind of happens a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So That's just one of the. It's just like one of the main things about her that drives me out of my mind. Well, she leaves him at the at the she, coffee shop, and then she then she runs off with Jace, and then her mother, and then she's attacked by like a giant caterpillar or something, and then she's at the institute with Dumbledore, and then they go back to her house, and then they get attacked by like the the the, the Inferi, mm-hmm. and then they go down, like then they go somewhere else, and then they're like building like Habitat for Humanity, the drama, and like seven chapters later, oh crap, Simon, I think I left him at the coffee the, shop. The amount like, of times she says. Oh, I forgot completely about Simon. I'm I like, Simon. really? Like, let's start a drinking game for that because you would be drunk. Like, it's it's bad. She's, so really, we should have a trilogy about Simon and some other friends. She's a horrible. She's a horrible friend to Simon. I mean, horrible, horrible. Which makes me not like her very much. Um, uh, well, I just want. I also want to state this because I think it's probably a good time to state this. I re- I listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. 
which also total side point, I've come to appreciate audiobook series read by the same voice actor. When mm-hmm. you switch up yes. voice actors within the middle of a, of a book series, it screws with you because you've come to like know the mm. voice of a character. Yep. It's like, wait a minute, who's not, who's talking now kind of thing. Total side oh, point. Okay. So like they change voice actors, uh, for the readings of the books. But the funny thing is, is the voice actress who play, who do who read the book, her Clary voice is exactly like one of my, one of the baggers at work voice. <laughs> now I hate one of the baggers. <laughs> that happened to me. That happened to me and we're alive. The woman from Comcast, I swear to God, is Peg's. Yeah. And we're alive, and I was like, are you, are, are you a florist by any chance? So, I mean, that's also another thing. And I think that's probably why some of, like, Ryan's issues with, you know, how it was written didn't bother me as much, because it was spoken to mm-hmm. me. Mm. Despite, you know, there are some pretty hilarious moments, like, you know, the green. Actually, I got all tingly all over when she when that actually when came out. And I was like, oh, this is that one quote from Ryan. This feels weird. Um, but yeah. <laughs> well, but there's finish, just, yeah. there's points where Clary is just so stupid. Like, you just wanna, you just wanna smack her. No, like, here's an example. Cause I looked, I looked at one of my notes where Jace is explaining his relationship with Alec and whatever, and he says, his father was my godfather, that's why I live with them. They're my adopted family. Adopted. And she says, but your last name isn't Lightwood, which is Alex's last name. It's like, no shit, because they're adopted family, not blood family. You dope. Like, of course they have a different last name than you. Like, she just well, is, I mean, she's I, stupid. I, I imagine there are some people who get adopted who take on oh. names. I mean, giving it perspective. Um, but yes, you're right. I mean, that's, there, there's other situations where Clary just says stuff. It's like, yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, you wonder if like, you know, Cassandra wrote, and Clary is obviously the lens in which we are seeing the world for the first time. And she's the her- and she's the heroine. It's kind of like how Harry is like the lens for the Potter series. Uh, yes, like, yes. And so, mm-hmm. but like Harry's not an idiot. Yeah. And Har- so, yeah, like, Harry. It's easier to take. Like, yeah, impulsive and uh-huh. like Harry has his own faults, but yeah. Well, it's like it's almost like, and I want to see if you guys agree with me on this. And this is one of my issues with the book. It's almost as if like. You're being told, whenever you like, you tell, explain something new to somebody, there's multiple ways of going about doing it. There is one way for you to treat them like an equal and an adult and you explain and, you know, that you, that's how you explain it. But the other way you can do is you can explain it to them like they're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way that's kind of how we, like the world of City of Bones or the, the intermoral instruments is being explained to us. Yeah. It's like we're idiots. We yeah. just don't get it. And because that's basically like, like how she reacts to like, oh, how does this work? Kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's just like, yeah, I would get like she's a cabbage head. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'd say that, like, with the world building perspective, that's the only thing that bothered me about that. Yeah, because it was just like, I get it. I understand what this is supposed to be. You don't need to explain it to me like I'm a child. Right. Well, and like I, you know, I understand that it's a young adult novel, but here's my problem. Harry Potter's technically probably a young adult novel. Children read it and like books like The Hunger Games are young adult novels, but they're written just far better than What can I say this to John Green, um, Fault in Our Stars. Oh yeah, Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, it's a, it's a book about novel. kids dying of cancer. I laughed all the way through it because she wrote an intelligent character. Well, I'm sorry. He, I'm thinking of Hazel as I'm saying. I'm sorry. Mm. He wrote an intelligent character in Hazel that just, she was, she was funny. 
even though she's going through all the terrible stuff, she was funny. Hunger Games. It's about mm-hmm. kids getting put killing into the ring. Killing right. each other. Mm-hmm. She, Susan, Susan Collins just wrote it with a lot of humor. And the, and, the, and the characters were snarky, and I, I had fun reading it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I just didn't have fun. And, and to compare it to Harry Potter, Harry Potter, it's a similar story where you have... Oh, it's very similar. Oh, it's, it's incredibly yeah. similar. It's incredibly similar to Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter's a kid going through, going on through his miserable life, and all yeah. of a sudden finds out there are wizards and witches. And all of a sudden, within a few chapters, he's at this new environment, this wizarding school, and there's different characters, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and there's there's a whole mechanism at the school. There, there's the teacher and the classes and the courses and the history and the ghosts and, and there's all this world building stuff that, that little Harry never imagined whereas in this one it's like she goes to get coffee and then all of a sudden she's being attacked by the thing in her mother's house and then she's being brought to quote unquote the institute and mm-hmm. there's like four kids there and then there's Dumbledore with the, with the, with the bird with a bird in his shoulder and all they talk about I, I can't think of the name the, they talk about this glass city you never go there so all you know is it's a it's a shiny city somewhere near Spain or whatever. It's like yeah. I feel like the well, yeah, the, the only world building we get is you see people in the streets who aren't what they appear to be, and you go to the institute, which is an a, an old looking building, which like Hogwarts looks different if you're a, if you're a muggle. A book, Sorry, Monday. yeah, for a book that's really heavy in exposition, it never actually. I just feel it, it. It's heavy in exposition, but not character building. She right. doesn't build the characters. She just assumes you know who they are. Like they have, well, that's the thing. like very spotty back history. There's just not a lot there, you know. And, and, and a, you have to watch for when you're <sighs> coming from fan fiction. Mm-hmm. The, the easier thing about fan fiction is everybody knows. Yes, yes. She desperately yes. yep. learned I, how to. She hasn't learned how to build characters. She not desperately at all. wanted this to be a fifth year story where these people have known each other for years. Because there's even points where she's looking at Hodge and she can see a trace of that old warrior. You've known him since Thursday, right? Like, like she, when yeah. did he even mention being a warrior? Like, it just it seemed like yeah. I think she does a better job of world building than the character building. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry. I, okay, I, just, I have a gripe. Well, this, this is Bob's gripe Jen, time, and I'm just going to say this real fast. This and I know Jen, Jen's been commenting on Facebook, by the way. Um, yeah, I have some comments from Jen. For oh, let's incorporate them. I, and, and I, she, and I'm going to bring this up. I, and this is coming from her Facebook post. I adore the concept of Nephilim in any fictional writing. Uh, though the thought that the shadow hunters felt original and light the concept. Um, Nephilim is not an original concept in the slightest. Uh, no, no, no. I think she's saying she likes that in any story. Well, I get that, but she's like, the shadow hunters felt original, but they're basically Nephilim. Mm. Just with a different name. And well, so they refer, yeah, they refer to themselves as, ne- as Nephilim. As the Nephilim. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm yeah. kind of, I take, I take a little bit of issue with Jen's thing of them being original. There's, a, there's just, like, a lot of... It seems like, okay, City of Bones... And I, I'm sorry, I, I'm kind of going off track here. City of Bones is, like, a bunch of fan fiction just crammed together with different things to make it different, okay? You got Harry... This is Harry Potter. Yeah, it's basically Harry Potter meets Star Wars. Yes! Meets... <laughs> um, meets a tiny bit of Gilmore Girls. Because <laughs> there's, there's some Gilmore Girls in there, Well, too. I was laughing because it's a flannel-wearing guy named Luke who's like a yeah. father I never... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then, uh, also, uh, you know, traditional zombie, you know, zombie, yep. traditional, uh, you know, monsters, you know, the werewolves, the vampires. Yeah. 
And then, you, and then let's throw in some, you know, Judeo-Christian concepts in there while we're at it. And let me be a little more fair than I probably have been so far. Like, a lot of it came across, like, an episode almost like a grim or something. So, like, when you look at Harry Potter, yes, you have, the, you know, the wizard, you know, the wizarding world is introduced to Harry, and he goes off to Diagon Alley, then he goes off to Hogwarts, and he's kind of immersed in it. I think she does do it. Like, it never felt to me that New York was just a completely mundane place or a muggle place or whatever we're calling it. And, like, she did a good job of showing you know that there, there, there's a lot of, of of I don't know if we want to call them demons or underworlders or whatever we're calling them, but there there's was a, activity. There was a lot of activity. There's a lot of variety. One of my favorite scenes, like I like the beginning of of the of the story, and the only other scene that really resonated with me that kind of like brought me back into it was the scene in the diner later on because it just felt like they she, they were just sitting around and talking. And kind of sharing information with her, and she was observing, you know, the waitress and everything. And it was like one of the only times where I didn't feel like it was characters like talking like down to her, you know, like you idiot, you don't know about this. Like, I like that scene. I actually liked a lot. I wish we got more scenes like that with which with mm-hmm. just them being themselves rather than you know staged exposition because we have to explain to the audience what a you know, whatever it is. Well, I think that's part of the problem with the entire book is just it's incredibly inconsistent in terms of the writing. Sometimes the writing is good. And I was confused Sometimes a lot. it's so weak. And and sometimes, like, I just sat there and I kept rereading sentences and I'm like, this isn't a sentence. Like, this doesn't make sense. Well, I have a couple of questions, too. Like, I have it in my notes here. I can grab the actual um, chapters, um, the actual dialogue. But there's a point where they explain... You know, the differences between the demons and the angels and the fairies and, and what everything is. There's a point where she says, because I'm trying to just get the politics of this down, where she says that the downworlders are not demons. They're part demons. But then she says they're all a little, they're all part demons. But there's another line where she just said, right, where she has Jay say, like, oh, a honey, thing just call them mudbloods. That's what they are. No, but that was the thing. But no, not the, no, the demons, not the, not the mud. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh. No, the other one. But Sorry. I'm like, okay. They're so, not pure bloods. No, because I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, Valentine Morgenstern. Yeah. You know, from, from, from Hyde Park. Like, is he. Like okay, does is he pro or against werewolves? Because are they demons or not? And it's like I couldn't figure. No, he's against them. Right. Yeah. Well, no, that was the thing. They're not nephilim or nephilim, whatever you say. He he only likes the humans. Have anything that has any aspect of demonic anything, which would be anything that's not a shadow hunter or a mundane, is a something he wants to destroy. Right. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. It's basically what it comes down to. If it's not Nephilim, or if it's not not human or mundanes... Right, because he could turn a mundane, according to him, he could turn them into shadow hunters if he has the mortal cup. Right. Um, And he doesn't care how many of them die in the process, basically, is what I took from that. Because... They're throwaways. Right. Yeah, they're not... He doesn't want to kill them, but he wants to use the crap out of them and right. die in the process. Right. Oh, well, who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, but that was just... Yeah, no, 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 I get get that, but it was just like within the same page, she said that they're they're not demons, but then she said they're all part demon within like the same page. So I'm like, okay, one of these descriptions you need to change. And I eventually got it as it went on, but I'm like, you you need to... Well, I just think like, I think she's... I mean, I don't know. I I would question whoever edited the book. I feel like the editor did not do her any great service because it's it's wordy at times like it's confusing at times um there were parts like where a chapter would end 
And I would be like, why did you end it there? You should have ended it like a paragraph earlier because it just would have had more impact and it would have been more dramatic. But sometimes she would end chapters on really awkward dialogue. And I'm like, why? Now it just, it just is weird. Like it just, there are parts of it that I felt like should have been edited better. Um, I, I don't know. There's just grapes I had. She's repetitive a lot. Like, I think we've all said that before. She's incredibly Well, let's try and give some specifics. Like, there's a point where they're walking on the street. I think it's when um, Simon got turned into a rat and was inadvertently kidnapped or Right after whatever the hell he is, and they're they're walking around. And surprise, surprise! Clary actually goes after him. She's like, I should probably be nicer to him. He's yeah. on ride. I'll, I should probably yeah be nice to. There's him. a point where she's like walking down. I don't have them unfortunately in front of me. I thought I would. Um, she's they're walking down the street, and she she makes an observation to herself about the street, and she thinks to herself, but that's you know it's not even worth mentioning. And my comment was, then why can Sandra Clare write it? If I have to read it, it's worth at least mentioning it to me. Right. And then a page later, she says it to the group that she's with. I'm like, okay, so you said it even though it wasn't worth saying, but then you have her repeat it to the whole crowd, so now I have to read it twice, even though she's saying it's not worth saying even once. It's like, what? Like it felt like she had to fill a page. It, 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 oh, and, and she apparently, Clary apparently wishes she could raise one eyebrow at a time. Remember that? Weird, Remember how I, she kept like mentioning I didn't know people? what she was talking about. She kept saying very jealous. She wants to be Spock. I'm like, I think she wants to raise her eyebrow, but it wasn't clear. And the, there was one example too that I was the only one that didn't get it because I actually called Jen because I'm like, explain this to me. There's a scene where she borrows Isabella's jeans. Yeah, which don't fit her. Which don't fit her. And they go through the porthole in Madame Rosmerda's thingy there and downstairs. <laughs> Isabella, whatever the hell her name Dorothea, is. Dorothea. Madame Dorothea. <laughs> and they have to climb a fence at Luke's yep. um, bookstore. Yes. And it's like, and Isabella's jeans ripped. I'm like, why is Isabella there? Because I forgot they were her jeans on Clary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a weird way of writing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, You're not because she didn't have Ryan. clothes. Well, I know, but when you read Isabella's jeans ripped you don't think to yourself who is the actual owner of those jeans <laughs> like it just it, and everyone i mentioned it she said no there is a bell's jeans i get that but whatever reason like to me that that's just you no that's just you that's just me all right we'll give one to to, to her there well, and, you know you have to think she she went home after being told not to go home yeah, um, to protect her mother or to find out what was going on which you know that's a harry potter thing too and we Want to smack him upside the head, but, you know, we know he's going to do it. So that didn't bother me. But she escapes, barely, with only the clothes on her back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did what? She found her backpack. I think she got her backpack, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't until afterwards, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, she's got no clothes. She doesn't have things to wear. I, I can see her borrowing clothes from I'm Isabella. I'm hoping the, the Institute has a washer-dryer, yeah. You know, and there were some things that I, I really got a kick out of. I love the fact that Isabella couldn't cook. Oh, yeah. She couldn't cook at all. Simon's like, Simon's like, I'll eat it. And Jace is like, good luck, dude. We'll call you an ambulance when it's all done. And he's like, but she's so pretty. It has to taste good. <laughs> and, you know, they end up having pizza or Chinese food or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, so some of those parts I really liked. Yeah, I like. I actually laughed when they did the whole thing I with like the Chinese characters. food. Yeah. Yeah. See, I the thing with the Chinese food reminded me of. I'm sorry, but those were like very like fan fictiony moments to me. So it's like that's true. That when when the story is more like about fan fiction, like those fan fiction asides, that's where I think it, to me that's where it shines. Mm-hmm. The part that the part that honestly kept me interested in starring book two because I have started book two 
is the potential, like, which is also, the, this is going to probably, like, make Ryan and, and, uh, and Daniel actually vomit. Ah. Something <laughs> up. Is it reminded me, like, the political inner workings of, you know, the shadow hunters, the vampires, the werewolves, mm-hmm. the, the road, the, the circle, like, the, those, like, political, like, the political intrigue, Somehow, like, you know, it's kind of like, why is the same, re- like, really fascinates me. Yeah. And, like, if she, if she does it well, it could be incredibly interesting compared to, like, Harry Potter, where mm-hmm. it's just, like, bad wizards and good wizards and let's kill each other. Like, having the multiple groups and the multiple motives, that, that's what would probably keep me going in the series. And I hope as I go through book two, if it continues to stay that way, then I'll probably continue the series despite yeah. being spoiled by spoiling right. myself. But that's why I like, I would say, but that's also why I like things like Game of Thrones and Star Trek is having like all that political intrigue. That's what kind of, that's when I was like, okay, this is probably like where Ryan, Ryan said, I hated the book at this point. But when it got, when I got to that point, like with all of like, you know, the vampires and the werewolves, like, you know, and they, you know, the whole scene, like, you know, where they're in the, uh, the vampire yep. area. Yep. That's where I was like, okay, this has potential. Yeah, and it's, it, it depends what you do with it. Like that show I've plugged before, which is ending next year, Continuum. Um, it's a Canadian show. When you watch the show from the beginning and then you watch it as it's going into its last season, I dare you to tell me who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. Because in the beginning, it was very clear. Now it's not. But that's a strength of the writing. It makes you uncomfortable because the people you're rooting for are no longer the people you're rooting for. You're rooting for the bad guy, or is he? And right. Well, there's different ways to write a story. Like obviously, like Bob just said with Harry Potter, I think J.K. Rowling was very clear by saying there are there's a good and evil here, and there's a clear side, yeah, and this and that, and that's fine. And she kept it that simple, but she was consistent with it throughout her story. Right. You know, um, you know, my and main there were people like Umbridge who right evil, but not on Voldemort. Right, exactly. And so you had a lot of interesting characters, and her characters are well-developed. My problem with this story overall is I felt like her characters are not well-developed. I, well, you know, I, I feel like she's just inconsistent with her writing, and the writing's clunky. Two different issues, both of them are very important. Her writing abilities, Cassandra Clare's writing abilities, and the plot. is the like You can read a great plot written by a terrible writer, or you can have, like, J.K. Rowling wrote Cuckoo's, not Cuckoo's Calling, um, uh, oh, Casual uh, Vacancy. Yeah. Best writer in the world, hated the story, couldn't finish it, hated the storyline. But very well written, I just didn't care to read it. So you can go both ways. Like, I just have some notes here. This is from the beginning, the earlier chapters. And this is just the writing style. This is back when they first meet Clary. I believe they're still at the nightclub. Uh, she can see us, Alec, he said, meaning Jace. She already knows too much. So what do you want me to do with her, Isabel demanded. Let her go. I'm like, she knows too much. Let her go. It just, it, <laughs> it, it's weird. Um, yeah. No way are we bringing her to the Institute, said Isabella. She's a Mundy. I'm like, then maybe you shouldn't mention the Institute around her, Isabel, because, like, she's standing right there. It's like, it, it keeps pulling me up. Like, here's another one. Eric's doing a poetry reading over at Java Jones tonight, Simon went on, naming a coffee shop around oh, the corner from Clary's that sometimes had live music at night. From the name Java Jones, I could probably, in poetry reading, I could piece two and two together. Like, you know, that's what I mean when she's repetitive. Like, do you have to give me directions? Because then I think in the next sentence, Clary also says, oh, it's a coffee shop. I'm like, no, really? Is it a coffee shop? I don't know. But can you get coffee there? That's what I I need to know. Um, Total side point. So repetitive. You only know that because you're a coffee holic. Java Java Jones? A poetry reading? 
Well, we all, okay, you know, total side point. I'm going to probably back, this is going to sound like I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, this is a distillator. We do have to keep in mind this is meant for young people. But I never had this reaction. I but read young a lot people of people are dumb. dumb. I read a lot. Dumb. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, for me personally, like, just because you, you call it Java Jones doesn't necessarily mean that it's a coffee shop. With a poetry reading? With a poetry reading. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Bob. Come on, You're better Bob. than this, Bob. You're better than this. Poetry <laughs> reading is not the same as live music, though. This is true. It's true. Right. No, but I just, like, sometimes, sometimes I do like description. Like, yeah. we were talking about this in the previous podcast. Like, you know, some of my favorite parts of Harry Potter are when, you know, they go on and on and on about all the food they eat. During those, during those feasts. And so, like, yeah, I'm okay yeah. with, you know, description all the time. Do I think the repetitiveness of, like, she thinks it and then she, you know, spits it out of her mouth again to tell the other characters? Like, you know, yeah. that's a little bit much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly parts of this that are clever. Like, I'm just looking at uh, the first page of uh, chapter two and she's thinking to herself and describing dramatically the dark prince on the black steed that she's drawing and his arm looks like an eggplant because she can't draw. Mm-hmm. You know, that's clever. Yeah, like there's a few moments in here too where, where I did laugh out loud, and, I, and like it, it reminded me of when I laughed out loud, like Hunger Games or another young adult one. Like there's one where they're referring to, I forget what they're talking about. They're talking about like the the, the underworld or something, and they compare it to New Jersey. No, no, no. Is it, what was the New Jersey line? It was no, like, like Isabel says, they say something about how Isabel is like from one of the best dynasties, the Shadowhunter dynasties, and it's like, and this chick's from New Jersey, meaning yeah. Clary, and she's like, I'm from. Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like there were some lines that were just really funny. But like other points, I mean, it's like going back to the editing, like this on page 50 in chapter 4, stomach contracting in terror, Clary scrambled to her feet and turned around slowly. There is no point in which she falls to the floor. Right. She's standing the whole time. I made the same note as you. I was like, when did she fall down? Yeah, or Danielle had one when they go to have um, Clary's mind read, they leave and there's like no one, the streets are, are vacant. There's no one outside. And then like like four lines of dialogue later, they had difficulty maneuvering because the street was the so traffic. Cold. And I'm like, that's what I mean when I say inconsistent. Yeah. I just I wish that like mm-hmm. she was a little bit more careful in the details. She needed a better editor. That's why, I, yeah. Like, and I at one point I made a note in, in um, okay. when I was reading. I was like, who edited this? Like, because like I said, they didn't do her any justice because they could have pointed out, you know. Like, why do you have this character standing up? She was already standing. Why do you say that the the road is empty and a second later it's full of traffic? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And and unfortunately for me, like, because that happens so often, it just, like, kind of threw me out of the story. I was like, well, I, I'm having trouble yeah. getting past, like, all this. Plus, like, just the fact that it was reminding me way too much of Harry Potter and Star Wars and Gilmore. Like, there were just so many things. Oh. And I'm like, this isn't... It just couldn't feel original I at that the, point for I me. found the line. Though the downworlders are not demons, not invaders, he felt they were demonic in nature, and that was enough. So are they not demons, or are they demons? They're part demons. But they're not demons. Because it says so right here on page 79. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... it's I'm, I'm, I, I understand the point. It's just the word... It's just the clarity. I'm just, and I'm sorry if I just feel free to talk over me. I'm just looking at comments here. It hurt to think about like biting down on a broken tooth, but she couldn't stop doing it. I'm like, it's a weird example. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost a Bob analogy. Oh, I don't but, know. Teeth squick me out, so that's a so good analogy. I think I, I, the thing I want to move on to. Do we have we we have to get we have to get to the um why we keep saying it's similar to Star Wars. <laughs> 
talk about the 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 love triangle. Mm. Clary, that other guy, we don't remember his name because he's never around and Clary keeps on forgetting about him, so who cares? And Jace. Can I just ask a procedural question? Now, my understanding is she wrote a Ron Ships Ginny fan fiction called The Mortal Instruments or called To the Bones or called something very similar to this that was taken down. I, it might have been Mortal Instruments. Yeah, I don't know. Because she did. Because um, when, when I was just visiting with one of the Puffuanians, she pointed that out to me. There's a there's a fandom lore, whatever page on it, and it was it was a Ron Ginny romantic story Ick. called I think the Mortal Instrument series. Well, and let's not forget, Clary has vivid red hair, yeah, but she's Clary too she's too stupid to be Ginny. No offense. No, no, no offense. But anyway. Before you start this, I want to read, since we're talking about this Simon stuff, uh, Simon, Jace, Clary stuff, this is what Jen wrote. Jace always trumps Simon in my book. I don't understand the appeal of Simon lovers as a possible main squeeze. Jace wore leather, nut said. So. <laughs> They're brother and sister. Who is yeah. Danielle? Did you hear Danielle grab the table right there? I because because I in her head than he was. They they that. they share DNA. Okay, okay. Yes. This is a problem. Okay, um, but he they didn't know that at the time. He cannot be the main squeeze. No, but Jen knows that now. What did she? Think? Okay, that's like people that still ship Luke and Leia. Okay, people. No, we don't do that. <laughs> We don't do that. Except in Texas. That might be where Jen's coming from. You need an ice pack for your head. <laughs> I'm freaking here. Freaking out. See, okay. All right. So anyway, go ahead, Bob. Can I say this? No, let's, no, okay. I I felt that the the twist at the end, making you know, making them brother and sister, mm-hmm. was actually well done. I mean, it wasn't like the most ingenious move ever. <laughs> But like, then that's what reminded me of Star Wars was because you know now the main villain, the main character, and the main romantic interest are all family. Right. Oh yeah. Right. And then along with the mom, I was like, I thought that was interesting. But then I thought to myself, it's like you know, wait a minute, we have like five more books of this. Like, yeah. When did so, when yeah. did you find out that Luke was Darth Vader's son? When was second. That? Second. Mm-hmm. Second. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have you're, you're two thirds of the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The story. I actually thought it was weird because they were clearly playing Jason. But you actually, but you actually don't know about Leia until Return of the Jedi, which is near the because that was my thing. Like I thought, yeah, because you you have Yoda say there's another Skywalker, and then Luke figures it out. Because all you can, because I think any good story like this probably needs a romance or needs something to. Well, of course, be, especially because it's young adult, you you want like an angsty relationship. But the thing is, they they shit all over um, Simon and Clary. And they're playing up Clary and Jace, and then at the end, you're like, oh, by the way, they're brother and sister. And she's even, like, irritated, because you could tell she was really into him. And now well, she's and like, Jace, like, yeah. almost, almost threw up in his mouth. And, like, well, my, don't, don't talk that way about my father! But, um, like, I think even at the end of it, she gets very irritated. Someone brings up, like, someone brings up the fact that they were, they did more than that, or they kissed or whatever, and you can tell Claire's like, oh, 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 oh. like I'm like, yeah, they, they kissed way more than Luke and Leia did, okay? I think he grabbed her boob. Yeah, I think they but, were about to you know, do I mean, a lot more, too. But, like, like, I, like, as a reader, I'm like, well, where the hell do you want me to go with that now? They didn't play up Luke and Leia for three movies, did they? No. That's the thing. It's like no, because up, there was no. Up. Like I mean, if you look at Star Wars, there was always better sexual tension between her and Han. Right. Yeah. 
Which is the relationship they went with, obviously. I mean, Luke thought she was pretty. But then again, Luke had spent his life, like, on a farm. It's not like he probably saw that many pretty girls. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so he he was like, oh, this girl's pretty and not my aunt. Like, yeah, so. um, But, yeah, like, I, well, so you have Simon, who's clearly and obviously in love with Clary. And, like, as the reader, you can see it. I mean, you can, Yeah. yeah, he thinks Isabel's pretty, but he's not, like, he's not, in love with Isabel. I thought his characterization was a little funny because yeah. in the very beginning you get this, I got the sense from him, he's like the nerdy guy who's never like held a girl's hand kind of. And then like as soon as Isabel's around, like they kept well, making jokes. Oh, he just wants to sleep with her. I'm I'm like, I mean, I think how? it's like, I think <laughs> it's like the, he's the best friend. Yeah. He's always been the best friend that for him became a lot more. He's in love with her. And for her, she never saw him as more than a friend. And then she doesn't even treat him well. I mean, I at least... You know, I will give Cassandra Clare credit for how she had Simon deal with that when he was like, my mother always said that in our relationship or whatever, I needed you more than you needed me. I'm like, okay, that's that's like spot on because she forgets you're there half the time. So I, I kind of like, I, I liked that because I was like, well, your mother gets it, Simon. I, I kind of wish you got it. But um, so, I mean, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to... S- like have Clary return his feelings because sometimes when it's that type of relationship, she probably thinks of him more as like family mm-hmm. than boyfriend, <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> which is then awkward. Yeah, <laughs> not to break the fourth wall yet once again mm. and bring in oh Harry Potter yet once again. But like, if you want to make the parallels, obviously Clary's Hermione, okay, and obviously Jace is Ron. Guess who that makes Simon? Harry. I thought Harry is the tradition. I thought no, Clary. No, I thought Clary. I thought Clary was Ginny. Like all of like the arguments that one would make for Harry and Hermione are the exact same arguments one would make for Clary and Simon. Like hmm. to a T. He is the best friend. He is the like like brother relationship. The one who really cares about her. The one all those. Yeah, it's all the same. Which is kind of ironic, considering you know she wrote a Harry Hermione story, mm. which is actually interesting because because Simon actually was the the one who figured out that using light would kill the bad guy because Hermione yeah. did that at the end of the first book, and he was good at archery. He was, but <laughs> Harry never loved Hermione in the coffee shop for two weeks. <laughs> oh, can I just say, as you mentioned that demon, has anybody here seen the movie Dogma? No. Has anyone read the Bible? No. Abaddon is like you know. Ripped straight from the Bible. Like, it annoys the heck out of me. Sorry. No, I haven't. Well, I'm a horrible blasphemer then because when I read it, all I could think of was the shit demon from Dogma. Really kind of sounds. But, like, that's what they call him. They're like, it's a shit demon! And it's like this huge, like, big, I don't know, black monster thing. And it's like, that's all I could picture in my head, which was really unfortunate. But funny at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm jump in here and just throw us a few because I figured my contribution tonight can just be throwing a few um, just selections from the story in here just to you know whet our appetites. Um, I have one. For, this is from page 164. A tall man in a heavy robe that fell from neck to foot, covering him completely. The hood of the robe was raised, hiding his face. My response: He was hidden by a robe. Six words. <laughs> yeah. So, so wordy. What's the point to Brian, saying there's a hood? You, you already said that on my two bucks. Oh, did I? Well, the, I thought it sounded familiar. All right. Well, we have to get back to... We have, we have to more. get back to the brother-sister thing. Brian, you hypocrite. One more. There was a strange, sweet smell about him, like incense and blood, the smell of something living. 
My response, it's probably the Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah, she's like weird with describing odors. Like she, yeah, she loves to just de- she loves to describe odors. Like she described oh. the the Chinese food as salt. Last food. one, last one, and I'm done. Leaving the institute was like climbing into a wet, hot canvas bag. Humid, humid air pressed down on the city, turning the air to grimy soup. Oh yeah, did did you all? How does Clary know that? Yeah, did you all catch that New York City is humid in the summer? Did you catch that? Was that made up? My thing is either go for the canvas bag or go for the soup, but you can't have a canvas bag in the soup. No, like, but it's, it's like, just she, there, the there's New York is humid. Okay. Well, you could make soup in a canvas bag if you did it right. Race so. has seen dogma. She just wanted you to know. So she knows what I mean. I all I could picture was Chris Rock yelling, "It's a shit demon." It's funny. It's just really funny. But anyway. Um, Jake really spelled J-A-S-E. No, J-A-C-E. Yeah, yeah. Jen writes it as J-A-S-E. No, C-E in the book. I mean. Okay. Is Jen, is Jen which makes sense because it, if it was okay, J-C, his initials was J-C. Um, on Puffa Facebook or on? Yes. On Puffa. Yeah. So, so, Bob. So, the actual scene where we get to the actual part where... Well, yes, where Clary is discovering what's going oh. on. I just remember reading it and thinking, like, it was taking Clary a really long time to figure it out. And I'm like, it's like, she was heading towards the cliff and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and she had reached the cliff and was about to fall off. And I'm like, really, Clary, can you put two and two together, please? Like, it's your brother. The way I took it when I was listening, mm. I don't know, because, like, the thing I also have to keep in mind is I also have the inflections of the, mm. of the actors. That's true. So I can take things, I take, I, I'm, I'm skewed in that perspective. I took it as a, she was figuring it out, but didn't want to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Admitting it to herself. It, okay. It's kind of, like, more along the lines of, like, Luke, he's like, no, you're not my father. That's impossible. Yeah. It can't be possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not your father, Jace. He's lying to you. Right. And she's like, but as like the, as it becomes apparently obvious through this even the naming of the character. Yeah. Which, by the way, I called it like three chapters beforehand. I was like, Jace or JC. Uh, well, when they said John Christopher, that was when I got As soon as they said Jonathan Christopher, I was That's like, I yeah, well, and then the, I didn't, I'll admit, I didn't put so much the name together, although I should have, but when they kept mentioning his hair. The golden, the golden. Lo- I was like, oh, Jace has golden locks of oh, hair. Bad. Oh no! Like, well, no, I, did, like, I was <laughs> waiting at the end for Jace to be putting on a show and then like stab Valentine in the neck or something. Yeah. Because okay, Scott will get this. Scott just watched Christmas Story. Do you remember the scene where Ralphie loses his shit and beats the crap out of um, Scud Fart? Was Scott that? Fargus. Scott Fargus. Yeah, yeah. Remember and then like the remember Scott Fargus had that little wacky kid, the little, the little shrimpy kid, Grover Dill. Grover Dill. And at one point, like he goes over to try and pull Ralphie off. And Ralphie like throws him into, yeah, the, into yeah. the snow. Like that's who. Like like Jace at the end becomes Grover Dale. He's like, I'm calling my dad. Yeah. Like when did you become the, like this? Well, the, well, and that's the thing too is that I I feel like overall Jace was probably one of was probably for me one of the better written characters because at least he was consistent. You knew like what he was gonna say. He was. I hate to say it. I mean, he was he was Draco for the most part. But anyway, like you knew at least fandom Draco. Yeah, but like, and then when we get to that scene where he's with Valentine, it's like he's like I don't know how do I put this? Like he's brainwashed. Like all of a sudden he just believes everything that Valentine says. 
everything. Credit, and maybe well, in turn, Cassandra declares, is that, you know, what is the one thing Jace really wants? His father. So guess what? He now I figured. Uh, I know, but it just, it don't. He, he gets what he wants, and he just, like, falls apart. Yeah. He wants so desperately to hold on to that thing he so desperately wants to hold on and that he wants. But then within 10 minutes, he throws it all away again. Like, it, that's, it, it, it's just, uh, So it's just. Well, I think we want, we want more from our heroes because Jason's yeah, supposed to be the hero. And I we, guess so. This is like, you know, this would be like if Harry went along with Voldemort for 20 minutes and then Ron talked him back. Oh, you're right. They did. He did kill my parents. You know, that's right. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. It's, that was just the thing. It's like, you don't want to see him just completely turn. Like I feel like Harry needed hard proof before he before he actually believed serious. Do you know what I mean? Though, like he needed that proof that that was Peter Pettigrew, and he needed to hear it and needed to see it before he. I mean, granted, now that may have all happened. Maybe that happened, but we didn't see it with think, with Jason and Valentine. I could be wrong. It's just like I think it's. I mean, I, I can't speak for anyone else's relationships with, you know, their fathers, but it's just like that family, like family relationships just change everything. Yeah. Like, if you found out that your worst enemy was your, your father or like the person you thought you're supposed to hate is your father, like, of course there's going to be massive turmoil. I mean, it's just like, you know, I don't know. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is that I am more understand. Do I think Jace was like, you know, a little bitch at the ending? Yeah, he kind of was. But for the most part, I, I understand where his struggle came from. I think he should have been. I, okay. I think I would have appreciated it more if he was shown either in shock or shown struggling. Like he almost like was wearing. That's what I'm like, saying. That almost ha- I think it's like it almost happened off screen. I mean, he, he comes out and he's wearing like a Hitler Youth what? uniform. It's like it's like okay, I I believe that. And then he then he and then he became then he became book Draco, Canon Draco was just like my father, my father, my like, father. Like, I'm like, how many times is he gonna say my father? But hasn't it been like five hours? Like, how much time really? No, passed? well, no, it, it had been. Wouldn't it have been longer than that? Well, oh, because you know, it's not like it's just this random guy who says. I mean, that's true. That's it's true. Still, it's still technically like after his fake dad died. The person who took care of him was was Valentine, right? Was Valentine, right? Valentine Morgan. No, you're right. It's like I'm me. <laughs> this is the guy you've loved, right? Despite having a creepy relationship with your entire most of your life, of course he's going to be like, okay, he goes right back to how he was when he was a kid with his dad. So, right. Now wait a Overall, minute, because you just said something that weird, but mm, I liked it. It was mm, weird. It's like, it was <laughs> different than I remember it. So did I read this wrong? So Valentine. Kills the grandparents, steals the baby, right, and goes. Yes, yes. And then doesn't he raise him? Yes, right. Well, he, he, he raises him as his father. He pretends he's the. But he's he pre- but he, he pretends ground and pretends to die. But he pretends yeah, while he's raising him, he pretends to be somebody named Michael Whalen. But they, so like, Chase up, doesn't know that his father is Valentine. He just thinks he's like. He okay. thinks he he thinks he's is raising yes. him as his father. Yes, and there That's he's and he's walking around the house looking like Valentine, not walking around the house looking like Wayland because they're, right. they're kind of. But so there. basically, Jace wouldn't have made wouldn't have known until now that. The person he knew as his right. father wasn't Michael Whalen, but was Valentine. Apparently, he never looked at the picture of Whalen. Maybe that's okay. So maybe no, but maybe no. Seriously, it's like was there a glamour? Maybe like, that's what it was that threw me. It's like so you thought your father was just your father, and that Valentine killed your father eventually. And I'm like, but now you find out your father is Valentine, and you're still okay with it. So maybe that's what it was. Is that 
I don't know. Yeah. Like growing up, he didn't know his father was Valentine. He thought it was a guy I'm named sure Michael Whalen. Sure, a plot shift in Harry Potter where all of a sudden you, Harry realizes that Tom Riddle is really his uncle Larry or something <laughs> and now a family I've always wanted an uncle. Like I feel like, like that would be if Draco discovered his father was like Dumbledore's best friend and he would be okay with it. No, he wouldn't be okay I, yeah. with it. He'd be like, but father, the pure blood. Like he wouldn't the I, I don't know. Like I, I, don't I, know. Just, I still think it's weird, but I, I don't I know. know. Funny. <laughs> I think we underestimate the desire to delude oneself yeah. Desire of love. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I think know people yeah. who delude themselves severely because they're in love. Okay. I'm not going to name names. It's true. But my brother. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so then, anyway. So, so the, I, I have two questions, and then maybe we can wrap this up because we are heading into hour two at the end of hour two. Okay. Because I'm sure some people won't sleep. First question, just out of curiosity, because I just want to know favorite characters around the table. Oh, God. Obviously, Jace belongs to, I think, what is, you know, I'll, I'll just start with mine. Sure. My favorite character in the entire, in the entire book was Simon. Mine too. I enjoyed the hell out of Simon, cause he kind of, you know, reminded me. He's like, like competent he person in mine. Mm. And so I liked him. I don't know. Yeah, I'd go with that from like the, the limited bird. amount I have. The bird? Yeah. I like Luke. Were you picturing Luke from Gilmore? Yeah, I was the whole time. Of course I was! Who else was I supposed to picture? He was Luke from Gilmore Girls! With glasses. Yes. I, I think Jocelyn. I think Jocelyn had a lot of good... Well, no, she was actually in the Well, she was in a coma for, like, the second half of the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, so for the sake of wrapping things up, final thoughts, and then at the end of your final thought, would you recommend this book to somebody? I Sorry. can... Okay, go ahead. Uh, I was I don't know. i give you guys some kind of thing. I told this to Ryan a while ago. This, rela- this book reminded me of a relationship with, like, you know, a significant <laughs> other that basically... You didn't think it was going to work out the entire time, and so you didn't really invest too much into it. But at the end, it was kind of like, eh, it was an okay relationship. It was an okay book. I, I think for overall, like, I, I liked it. Like, I enjoyed the ride. If I, but if I go back and look at it, I would nitpick the crap out of it. But mm-hmm. like, from, like, from the, the ride of it, like, I got to a point where, like, I hit the, the fable, the point of no return, and I actually stayed up till, like, six o'clock in the morning listening to this damn book. Oh, because I was that interested in finding out what happened. Oh, God, no. I know, I know that may not be the case for some people, but I enjoyed the ride and mm-hmm. enough to, enough to actually read the next book. But would I recommend the book to somebody? I would only recommend this book to people who really like fan fiction and mm-hmm. really like, like the Harry Potter, Twilight type stuff. I wouldn't like say, hey, random Joe on the street, you should read this book. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, you're not like me who's go- still going around to people. I-, I stopped at the library the other day and was talking to the children's librarian, and I was like, do you know what? You really need to read Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then last night with Cody and Jane, I was like, you haven't read Ready Player One? Well, you yeah. guys are kind yeah. of like, my 13-year-old nephew liked it. I have a friend. You also a young adult novel. I have a friend at work reading it, and, and he's, he was just going on. He's like, because he's, you know, maybe 10 years older yeah. than me, and he's like, he's like, you know, I get all the references. And yeah. with one of the games that Wade plays, he's like, I thought I was the only person that played that game. Yeah. And so much back. Oh, yeah. It was like emotional for him because he remembers that stuff. It's like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So is that. So, all right. So I will go next, I think. Yeah. I liked it. I kind of like Bob. I liked the ride. I didn't nitpick it and I didn't let like all the stuff that Ryan's talking about pull me out of the story. I just read it for a read and I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy it enough to spend the money to get a second one. Mm-hmm. 
if somebody sent it to me on audio where I could listen to it while I was puttering around the house, I would probably listen to it. But I'm not obsessed with it. I'm not saying, let's go write fan fiction about it. Mm -hmm. And again, as Bob said, if it was somebody that I knew was really into this kind of a story, I would recommend it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't just say randomly, yeah, you have to read this. There are other books. There are so many more books that I think are so much better that I would recommend. Yeah. So I guess for my final thoughts, I'm going to keep it very short, very snappy, and I'll just share with you what my review was on Goodreads. Um, It's hopelessly derivative. It's poorly written, and I would not recommend it. That's it. (laughs) I'd be interested to see, because a lot of your complaints seem to be about writing style yes. and learning to edit and things like that. Yes. I'd be interested to see if the third or fourth book mm, is better. If maybe. As she's gone on. Because you do learn how I would hope so. I, I would to, hope so. Because it's fine you just said that. No, that's a good point. After I read this book. Because you can even say the same of J.K. Rowling. The first three, I think, I kind of grouped together. Whereas then four on are, like, way better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're right. She, Yeah. Or like the major fan fiction series I follow is the. So you miss you miss mm-hmm. your chapter. If you read like the mm-hmm. first twelve chapters of that, you might think this is you know it's kind of wish fulfillment and it's a little fluffy and what's going on with the series. But when you get in past that and you get into the second and third uh, novel of it, or even the fourth and fifth now, particularly, she's really really improved. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. Riveting read by mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's really interesting that you say that because after I read this book, I read another couple books and then I moved on to, if you've listened to, um, if you read, um, or sorry, if you listen to We're Alive, it was one of the books that was plugged on it. It's, um, called The Enemy by Charlie Higson and it's about, um, post-apocalyptic London after a zombie invasion and about these kids who were surviving and blah, 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 blah. And the book has five star reviews. Usually like 90% of the people who read it gave it five stars. You know, a lot of the reviews are very glowing. So I read it and the writing style was terrible. It was written like very simply. It was written almost like on a fourth grade level, like the writer was in fourth grade. And, you know, the sentences were just all simple sentences and there was very little background and, and characterization seemed forced. And I, and I wanted to just get through it, but I wasn't enjoying it. Then all of a sudden they give you the first chapter of the second book. Cause it's like a, it's a trilogy and it was written very well. And, and, and like, I can't tell if the author thought, oh, these kids are young. I'll write like I'm one of them or something, but the writing style just completely took me out of it. And I was actually tempted to buy the second book because the writing, because the author obviously had chops, but like for whatever reason wrote like an idiot in this first book. And I have no earthly idea why so many people liked it. I, I think Scott hit the nail on the head. I think my problem with this one is I've read, you know, stories where I like the concept and the writing style isn't perfect. I've read, like, I've read a series that had, like, seven books in it. I read all seven. I don't give up on books easily. But this one, I just couldn't get, like, her writing style just was so poor. It just completely took me out of it. And I feel like if you gave her notes to a, to a better writer, 
I may have enjoyed it. I probably would have read the second one because I don't like to give up on, on multi-part series. I want to know how they're going to end. I, I think my, that was my big problem with her. I just, I couldn't stand the way she writes. I don't think she's a very good writer. I think she needed, you know, a much stronger editor. And I think that was the problem. I, I, I don't have a problem with the concept. I don't have a problem with the, with, with the plot and everything. I just, I had a problem with, with the way she wrote it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our review. If Jen asks, I loved it. Well, Jen, I think Jen's planning on listening to this episode. <laughs> Jen's planning on listening to it. Sue, edit this incredibly well, <laughs> Someone should just give her the review. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, question. Mm. There are, I, in the process of trying to get my hands on the second one, I spoiled myself for two relatively significant plot points for the series as a whole. And it is and it kind of severely tainted how I fe- felt about the first book. Uh-huh. Question. Do you want to discuss that briefly? Yes. I mean, I don't care because I'm not going to read more. It's the question. Does anyone care about being spoiled for other plot points later in the series? No. I don't mind. And Sue, you can actually do something creative when you edit this because we actually haven't spoiled uh, future books up until this point. So... Yeah, so this is another spoiler warning for anyone who wants to be, who's read the book and wants to read further. This will be spoilerific for you, so you might want to turn off now. And maybe tell people earlier, yeah. One point uh, before you move on to the next one, I just Uh noticed from uh, Jen's comments on Facebook, I'm assuming it's about the who Valentine turned out to be. She said, I liked the book until the end the first time. Hated and aboard the end. No. Used to read forward for over a year. I think she and might. She's glad that she finally went past that. I would think she might mean Jason Clary. <laughs> so Could guess be. what? I would think. Yeah, probably you know that Jason whole thing, Clary. right? The one thing I said I actually liked about the first book and how like it, it twisted into being about you know that it's about a family, mm-hmm. and it's, uh-huh. like more Star Warsy than Harry Pottery. Yeah. Only to find out the actual truth of the situation is that Jace is not. Valentine's son. Nor is he Clary's brother. Are you kidding me? Oh, thank God. It's a, he is the son of a completely another random person who we have all yet to meet in the book series. Huh. So it's just like... So WTF, man! WTF. Alright, that's lame. Where is John? That, that's how I felt about it. No, it wait, like wait, I missed what Danielle said. Say it again, Danielle. I was talking. Oh, I said WTF. That's lame. That's really lame. No, but what did you say before that? I did? Uh. I thought I was just like, are, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't okay. I'm sorry, I thought you. S- we'll back the tape no. up when we're editing. We'll back the tape up, we'll get back to it. But basically, what it felt like to me is, is if someone in Jedi came in and said, oh yeah, by the way, Luke, your dad, he's not, Vader, he's not really your dad anymore. Yeah. It is kind of, it's just basically, it's like, is there it's a almost plot? like she wrote the first book thinking it would never, the, the trilogy would never be picked up. And then all of a sudden when it got picked up and it was popular enough to get a sequel, it's like, well, shit, I really want to have Jace and Clary be together. Exactly. So guess what? OTP. Ah! Everything. And I was just like, that oh, really annoyed me because I was like, I was, I was impressed. I was like, they, she literally, that was like, it felt refreshing to me the, the, the fact that she would right. actually throw away the potential OTP. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, no, LOL, not so much. 
Yeah. You know what? And you know how she'll probably explain that that bullshit? She'll say, She's well, I had Clary say, how could two people who are related look nothing alike? So she'll probably go back to that one line. I don't know. It, it really is. You just really made me so mad. <laughs> Bob, 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 can I just say this? You don't have to sleep with her tonight. She's going to start beating on me in the middle of the night in her sleep. No, but that's that's such a cop-out. That's such a cop-out. Hold on, there's more, dear. Another thing that happens that really kind of set me off, Mm -hmm. really just screamed fan fiction. Oh, God. Later on in the series, uh, Simon gets turned into a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Of course course he does. So, oh my god, and like, it's, it's, and, and I don't know if it's like she, well, we had like, foreshadowing of that because he went to the werewolves as a rat. That's true, he did. Yeah, it's true. I don't know, but I think it's a different mm. reasoning why it oh actually my happens. God. It later in the series. It actually happens in the second trilogy because originally this was written to be as a, a trilogy, but then she decided to make it a six story series. I don't know. Oh my well, God. The part of them was annoying me about Simon is I got why they were letting Clary stay because Clary was like a, like a forgotten shadow hunter or something. Like, yeah, like, like why did he get to hang around? Why was he, he was there for like four, they're, they're, they're getting him Chinese takeout. Like, why is he still there? Like, I She's only there, he was only there because Clary and she didn't even care about him. So like, I don't know. Still here. I know. Like, and I, and, I, and I just want to say. Oh, this. by the way, can you pick us up and drive us? Thanks. Like, like Jen and I have have this awful. That, that's your bar or the van. Yeah. Jen and I have this awful track record where she recommends stories and I always hate them. And it's not like like I. I think we look for different things in a story. I think we do too. Like I, I mm-hmm. I'm not a perfectionist. No. I'm not one of those people. It has to be a ten or it's a one. I want to like these things. I really do. I even looked at Sue at one point while I was reading this. I'm like, Sue, this is the worst book I have ever read. Like, I really want. No one wants to read a book they hate. Everyone wants to find like I, right. I just couldn't do it with this book. So, I don't know. I mean, I liked it, but then the ride came to a screeching halt when I found out the thing I actually really enjoyed about the book was a lie. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that is. Like so lame. That's lame. So did Valentine know he wasn't. Is he just a lying liar? Uh, you know, I did, like I said, it was I was I was spoiled for it. I wasn't like I didn't like read ahead. It was just like. There's just like this random thing of like, because what, what tur- turned me on to it was the fact that I was like, I'm so Jace, you know, Clary. I'm like, there's like a ton of Clary Jace shippers. And I'm like, wow, these are all creepy people. And like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, incest is okay? Like, I don't know. Incest is making a really bad comeback. And then it was like, oh, wait. And then I, I accidentally came across something where it said, no, the, he's, the Jace's real name is Jace, you know, some other really random last name. And this is his father. And it's just like, oh, you have been kidding me. Wow. And so it was just like, that. Wow. Cool. That, just, that made me sad. It made yeah. me sad. Yeah. This... That's a cop out of your own writing. Like no, that's this, just this not. This reminds me of something. You know what? This is the, this is problematic. Of like when you're writing, like I don't know if like what you said is true. If she didn't intend it as a trilogy, but the the problem I have is what that shows is you you've not mapped out your story from beginning to end. Well, no, that did. Like I think J.K. Rowling roughly knew where what was going to happen in all seven books. And it's sort of the same with like um, with Babylon Five. He had this five year plan in his head of how the show was going to go. He knew how it was going to end right when he started it. But he changed the story. This just seems like she's just making shit up as she goes. But no, like they did the thing on on Battlestar Galactica where they where they decided to 
to dramatically change four of the characters one season. And they weren't written. It wasn't planned for that way. They thought it worked out well with what you knew of the characters, but it was never, they never knew these characters were going to go in this direction, but it worked out well the way they were written over time. But I think they realized after the fact they did it, shit, something we added to one of those characters' backstories now completely screws up something else. So they're like, oh, we'll just have someone be unfaithful, and that will explain the whole thing away. And it just reminds me, like, to a smaller extent, what Bob's saying here. It's like, oh, you know what? We're going to get a second book. Let's just have it. Yep. He's really adopted. Just ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, now I'm just. Uh, oh, she's so mad. I'm so aggravated. I'm so sorry, Ryan. If you get, you know. No, no, no. I just think. Oh no, no. I'm gonna make up bruise. No. Obviously, that That's is not okay. the case. No, no, no. I, it's just, it's just irritating as having read that. Now I feel betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. And my hope that the later ones might have improved is. Mm, I don't know if that will have been true because Jen commented that the last three were a bit long-winded and she didn't oh, love the last book as much as she was. Long-winded? Oh, oh, good God. <laughs> long-winded. She must have fired her editor. <laughs> oh, my God. And you have to understand, Jen is, is one of the most thoughtful writers you'll ever meet. Like, Jen, like, you'll ask Jen, like, do you want peanut butter and jelly for lunch or would you like ham? And she'll explain the history and of peanut butter. And you'll see dot, 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 on your text message. And it's like, now it's like 7 p.m. This is the lunch order. Dot, 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 dot. And you'll get literally 23 pages on the history of, of, of yams. Like, Jen, but, so for Jen, like, it's all very fascinating for Jen to say, ooh, that was a little long-winded over there in Sandra Clare. That was fascinating. Oh, Cassie Clare. I don't know. You know, her only redeeming quality in my mind is she has cats. She does. <laughs> She's a horrible person when you're at it. <laughs> I meant as a writer. <laughs> and I just have to say this, too. We have to give a little Cassandra. We have to give just something nice for Cassandra Clare. I, we've mentioned this in the podcast before, but just in case you missed that episode, way, way back in the day, season one, Puffwa, Mike got a gift for Jen. And he was so excited, and he shipped it to Jen, and it never arrived. And he had to call the post office, and, like, he and Jen were going back and forth with the post office, and they found out the package was shipped to, like, Alaska. And, like, the post office sold it to, like, raise money for something. It was this horrible thing. What it was 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 autographed copies of the Draco trilogy signed by Cassandra Clare. He found Cassandra Clare and got her to sign them, and he had these really nice copies of the Draco trilogy made up, and she... But are they still lost in, like... Oh, yeah, God knows where those are. Those were sold. So someone on eBay... Postal purgatory. That was the story it was. I thought it was after the end. No, it was Cassandra... He got Cassandra Clare to sign... Design. How in the uh, heck did he find Cassandra Clare and get? I well, don't because know. she lives in Brooklyn. He do- I think he went to her house. According, or like, really stalked. Yeah, he no, did. like according to her author note or whatever, she lives in New York Mike's City. In, yeah, he, and he did, and that's where he lives. So Mike, that's, he probably did stalk her. So fun story. So Mike, <laughs> so he actually stalked Cassandra Clare, got her to sign the only co- signed copies that we know of in existence of the Draco trilogy, and the post office probably lost them and they were never seen. <laughs> oh man! So that was. So somewhere in the continental United yes. States, yeah, fan fiction. The post office, yeah, the post office. The post office sold autographed Harry Potter fan fiction. So the post office sold fan fiction. The post office could have ruined this whole fandom for everybody. You can't sell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the post office starts. They probably, they probably thought it was like the next book, like before it was. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Was, there, was there incest in it? 
I don't know. It, Has anyone read it? The Draco trilogy? I think we know incest in this book either. No, what's the, oh, wait, the, wait, this wasn't the Ron Ginny one, was Saint it? Saint Like, no. the, okay, thank you. Could you imagine if they sold autographed Harry Potter no, incest from, fiction at the no. post office? From what I read of the reviews of, of, like, I was interested to see other people's reviews of this book on Amazon, and I was astounded that there were over 2,000 five-star reviews, but whatever. I read one of, like, the three-star ones just to see, and it was like, basically drawing the comparisons between this and Harry Potter, but they said that, like, Jace is pretty much Draco from Draco Trilogy. So it's like... Well, she takes the line from Draco Trilogy about the bird. Which the 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 raptor. What was it? uh, Some sort of hawk. Oh, okay. That he raises and... Oh, yes, yes. That's totally taken from... Okay, to love... The part was, like, to love is to destroy... Yes. Okay. Yeah. All of that came from that. So my last thing I'll say here, because because Jen will be feeling pretty low when she hears this review. Jen is giving me two recommendations. One was this one, and one was whatever that fan fiction was. I'll find the name. The fan fiction she gave me was well written. I just hated the plot. This one I I, I liked neither, but the other one's not looking so bad anymore. <laughs> so I may pick that up and read it again. <laughs> <laughs> The world seems intriguing. I think it would be interesting to see someone else's take on things happening in this milieu. Well, this is what I love. I love stories that have another world just beyond our range of vision, you know, where where some people get to see it, not everyone. It's Harry Potter. I mean, that's the part I love, and I feel like it just didn't... I think I would. It would be really interesting if we had read this without having a Harry Potter fan fiction background. <laughs> I wonder if we would have liked it better if we had not read as much. I mean, read fan fiction like we did, just because we've heard the story before. We know the story. Whereas yeah. somebody that's just coming out, you know, Joe Reader, who's never read fan fiction before there's no clue what even it is they might really like it so i mean i could see that it would but i have barely read fan fiction well you can see i mean i think maybe if you haven't read harry potter she's not dumb like the draco trilogy yes (laughs) Drake or or read any type of i mean the draco trilogy was very popular so she's not stupid. She's like, well, let's just change some of the names and take the basic plot because it worked so well for me before. Mm-hmm. Like, go, like play with what works, and it just. Sammy's afraid you're gonna smack her in the head. head. By the way, yeah, I'm back um, my hands in the couch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I guess we should probably wrap it up. Huh? We should probably wrap it up. We have a fan fiction author that I'm going to say is a friend of mine, and he's going to be kind of pulling the Harry Potter names out of one of his stories and putting in more generic names and and uh, putting it out there. So, I mean, it's not unheard of. Yeah. No, I mean, like, think, think of uh, Jen's other favorite uh, staple of literature, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's mm-hmm. Twilight fan. It was literally Twilight fan fiction, and they changed the names. Yeah, that's true. If it was written better, I wouldn't care. That's the thing. It's like, it's like, honestly, I felt like you, you remember this. You have to write 1500 words on something in seventh grade. You put all the ofs and all the that's in to, to, to fluff the thing up. It felt like she needed to yeah. make so many pages and she was a hundred short. So she's like, let's just have Clary keep saying parchment colored a lot. Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Sammy's trying to drink the Magners. I think it's time. All right, we have to end. <laughs> All right, well, that's yep. going to do it for this episode of Point of View Weekly. We hope you've enjoyed listening. If you're listening live, or if you're listening to this recording on iTunes or any other podcasting device platforming thing. Um, we will be hopefully back sometime next week. Uh, we'll let you guys know when that will be on our Facebook, the Pouvoi Community Facebook. But until then, uh, from all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I've been Bob. I've been Ryan. I'm Danielle. I'm Scott. And I'm Sue. And we will catch you guys sometime, hopefully next week. Good night, everyone. Good night. Sue, in editing, make us sound good. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I'm good at that. Bob! Yes. Arrow, tomorrow night. Uh, Flash is on tonight. I know.